Wordcast episode 122, go! We're back. Hey. We're back. Uh, Dylan, you're, you're home. I'm, oh, thank God. I never want to <laughs> leave. Uh, why do I have these on? I have my headphones on. Uh, I'm Dylan Alvento. Uh, co-founder of Ward Games, and I am joined by Alex Damrath, hey, founder of Braindeer Games, mm-hmm. Justin Mitchell, hey, founder, sole founder, sole founder of Lore Weaver Creative Works, correct, and Moment Khan, yo, co-founder of Route Seventy Six. Yes, yes, <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> well, there's more than two you founders, but we'll, we'll oh go shit, with, we'll go okay. with co-founder. Who am I? Is, is Harris included in that? Or? I think Harris still... is. Then we have Andrew and. Chris Ho. That's still co-founder. It's still co-founder. Right? Oh, yeah. It doesn't yeah. denote two. It just denotes multiple. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I didn't know Cho was in it. Yeah. Neat. There's a lot of history there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, should you do all Route 76 cast one day? Uh, we'll see everyone's living in different places now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Collect them together. Yeah. Everyone will G- come to RVA. Do a GDC one. Mike and I are here, so. Yeah. You know, the important ones. The important ones. <laughs> I still haven't met Mike. Really? really? I think he's like the only one in the... Well, probably he's not a, the only one. He doesn't jam a lot, so... He's, he's, no, a, he's he a busy jam. dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a fam. Yeah, he's got a fam. You don't jam because the fam. Yeah. Ah. Come on and slam. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> I, every single game jam uh, I did at SCAD, my friend of mine just nonstop had like a boombox playing... Uh, <laughs> Slam Space Jam, Space Space Jam, Jam. remixes. <laughs> yeah. God, that's so good. Yeah, and it oh. was. I feel like that would get old, but maybe not. It, it didn't. No. It didn't. <laughs> Every year, I was. I looked forward to it. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. He had a good collection. It was. It wasn't the same song. It was just well, the same song remixed with hundreds of different songs. Mm, so, right, right, yeah, right. it was a. It was a. There good are a lot of those out there. There are. He had a. He had a good collection. <laughs> I'm on board with this. One hundred percent. I'm sure Will would be too. I think I have a couple of them on mine, on my library. Sweet. So maybe next, maybe Global Game Jam. I'll, maybe. I'll pull them maybe. out. So how's everyone doing? <laughs> we all alive since MAGFest? Yeah. We're all recovering? Yeah. I can, I can talk again? Yeah. Oh, no. That was weird. Dude. <laughs> you so apparently, grain alcohol, yeah, you said any, does it? Any, any sort of liquor uh, that's not diluted enough, uh, I instantly lose my voice. Wow. Like within 10 hours. That's I'm, crazy. I'm just completely mute, um, and so it lasts about 48 hours. I was I was totally fine the day I went back to work, or so. Yeah, I guess just in time. I I, I guess like after lunch on Monday, I was I was totally fine. That's crazy. But uh, yeah, it happens. It happens every time. I used to think it was because I get drunk and I get like rowdy and scream a lot and just like, scream my voice scissors. out. But uh, no, it's it's just the the alcohol. You said it was like a you had like a really bad throat infection yeah, once. Had, so yeah, when I was when I was in like my mid twenties, I had um, I had a throat infection for like two years because I didn't have health insurance or any money. Um, and so ne- yeah, now if I drink if I drink liquor that's not like a shot in a twelve ounce glass, um, it takes my whole voice. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. And you had a what was it ninety percent rum and coke or something? Uh, no, it was like ninety. Six per- okay, <laughs> so I ordered a double bourbon and ginger at the gang awards up on the whatever floor 
the rooftop bar thing. The Gang up there. Awards? Uh Game Audio Networking Guild. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um so there was a Gang Awards, a big one at GDC, and then this is the Gang Awards remix that was like best arranged album, um, stuff like that. Um Darren Corb presented one of the awards. Ooh. Yeah, so he was there. I hung out with Ooh, him. I would have loved Very, to have met him. He's the composer for Bastion and Transistor. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Does he work is he work for Supergiant or is he just like he, he, freelance? He was a founding member. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. That's and cool. he's just like their guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um super, super nice dude. Always great to see him. Um but yeah, so I was up there and I ordered a double bourbon and ginger and I got a rocks glass that was only bourbon. Whoops. <laughs> and like oh. like four pieces of ice. And I was like, well, fuck. Um Well, once you saw it, wait, like did you down the whole thing and then realize I, like what happened? I nursed half of it and then had him like top me off with ginger ale. And then that was even more of a problem because then I just downed it because I could. <laughs> and then I was like, fuck, I'm drunk. Moment, let's go get Chipotle. <laughs> Accurate. That's, yeah, that's what happened. That's a good that's a good anecdote. Yeah. That's a good end to that. Yeah, and then and then the next day, I lost all of the mid and top range of my voice, and then within like twelve hours, the bottom range was gone too. Wow! And it, it sucked because I went down to Mivs to say bye to everybody on the last day, and I couldn't talk. <laughs> so I just you like see them language. and like wave and be like, "It was really great to meet you." <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. The uh. Yeah, because when I met you at that second indie mixer, the one that they had like the the patio bar. Yep. You're just like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, Justin? <laughs> Is yep. that you? Yep. I'm oh, I'm here. Man. It's me. <laughs> I missed out. It's me. <laughs> God, I was I was really nervous I was gonna get sick at Magfest, but I I, I rallied mm. and mm. didn't didn't Were you feeling it? Yeah, Wendy had something like something strep throat like, and then uh, uh, I started getting like a fever and headaches, and but I was just like taken to Advil, yep. like you know, yep. basically like it says like only four pills every twenty four hours, and then only two in every like eight hour period or whatever twelve hour period. So I was like timing it, and yep. was like, all right, all right, time <laughs> take another one. Are they two hundred milligram or five? I don't know. Okay. I think they're still on our kitchen floor right now. Because <laughs> Wendy had a rough night, so she was down there nursing them. <laughs> yeah, I um. Th- well, yeah, this is another quick anecdote, but uh, it's fine. I can't, I can't take Tylenol anymore, um, because my body's built up too much of a tolerance to it. Wow. <laughs> um, so I have scoliosis, uh, in the lower part of my back, and when I worked in kitchens, oh um, no, hunching over. Uh, well, hunching over and just moving and twisting a lot. Um, I was like 23, 24. Um, and I was taking four 500 milligram Tylenol every four hours. And it's still like, like there was still pain. <laughs> um, but I did that for like six months. And it, that like totally messed with my liver. And now Tylenol does nothing for me. Your, so. your bloodstream is now permanently 5%. Five percent acetaminophen at all times. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Pretty cool. Moment, Alex. Do you guys have any (laughs) narcotic stories that permanently messed up your biology? No. Nothing that permanently messed me. I I do, however, (laughs) I can't um, Tylenol, Advil, any like 
uh, off the shelf over counter painkillers like do nothing to me. Mm. Which is interesting. from what I've read, apparently that's a side effect of being a redhead. Really? What? Apparently, there's just something about redheads not being affected by Tylenol and Advil very much. It's part of the the ginger magic. Something. The the immunities. Something like that. And and yeah, lucky us. Fire um, touched. <laughs> they specifically designed it for to to not work on redheads. Yeah, <laughs> that's their way of killing a, off the yeah, ginger gene. It's yeah, just... it's a eugenics kind of thing. <laughs> oh God! My, my my mom, being the cute Facebooker that she is, sent me this whole like, oh, top ten facts about redheads list, and I was like, oh, what the hell? It's my mom. I'll read through it. And I was one of the ones on there, and I always wondered why it always seemed like Advil and Tylenol do nothing to me, and it was like, really? Okay, it's interesting. <laughs> I like looked into it, and apparently that's a thing. It's like just interesting, yeah. Uh, so whenever I get headaches, I just have to sit there and take it like a man, <laughs> like, a, <laughs> like a redheaded man. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad everyone's doing all right from Magfest. So no, no one got the Mag flu. I, no. I is that got... what it's called? I thought it was Mag Plague. No, 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 Mag, Mag flu. flu. No, okay, Pax um, Plague, I think. Pax yeah, Pox. Pax Pox. Pax Pox. I've always oh, heard it. Pax Pox. Pax Pox. Okay. I've always heard it just like generally referred to as the funk. Well, like yeah, con the, funk, yeah, funk. Yeah. So, so to me, con funk, funk, con yeah. funk is the the smell that builds up near the arcade rooms. Mm. <laughs> that's that's what I know con funk as. They just have to go in there uh, with yeah, an industrial go cleaner. Go people <laughs> while they're playing arcade cabinets. Um, yeah, I've always heard it as con flu, or there's like particular ones like yeah, the strange like mag flu yeah. and mm. and um pax pox. But uh, yeah, no, I, I got none of it. Somehow. Yeah, I think I'm 0 for 4 on Magflu. It's good. So. Ooh, nice. Good. Yeah, cons don't really do it to me. It's just like travel or oh, yeah, yeah, weather, sure. rapid weather changes like what we're experiencing right now in Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, Thanks, Richmond, Virginia. It was yeah, snowy. We have like day. an inch of snow on the ground on one side. And now it's 65. <laughs> sunny spring weather on the other side. What yep. the hell, Virginia? Yep. Every five minutes. Got to change it up. <sighs> getting bored. Getting bored. All right. <laughs> yeah. Cyclone. Throw, yeah, throw a... Throw a derecho at him. I don't know <laughs> what seasons are. It's like roguelike weather. Basically. Yeah, yeah, basically. Oh. Every morning you roll a new. Uh, That's system. a good idea for a that game. Could, that could be a really sweet game. Ours, ours is that playthrough of SimCity where the kid got bored like five minutes in and just started pelting it with like yep. meteor shower, Godzilla, <laughs> hurricane, I'm waiting for that alien invasion. Alien. Invasion. Yeah, it's happening sometime. <laughs> um, no, rogue roguelike weather could be really legit. Every every room has a randomized weather effect that you have to change your mechanics or strategies for. Oh God! This is inevitably going to I turn like into an elemental based thing. Yeah, duh. Of here's the ice room. Here's the wind room. <laughs> yeah, but you could be more creative than that. Oh yeah, I can't. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> you could you could you could breath of the wild it and have your thunderstorm room uh, make you strip off all of any any metallics that you have on. No, that's lame. <laughs> that's just. That's just forcing tedious menu management onto the user for your no benefit. You know you're what? Not, you're all not right. wrong. So, all right. <laughs> you're not so wrong. let's go ahead and go into this. So <laughs> I play. I went back after our game of the year podcast. I went back and tried beating Breath of the Wild. Mm. Okay. I was very angry at that game. Oh really? <laughs> because I haven't touched it for six months, and then <laughs> I immediately started playing the uh, the Camel Divine Beast. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And that boss sucks. Because the boss like teleports around the room and just vroom, 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 hits you with lightning attacks. You lose your your shield and sword that you're currently holding, and then it hits you again, and you can't block right now because you just dropped all your stuff. 
So you're dead. So that was so a shitty fight. When we yeah. get into talking about what games we played, I can tell you, uh, I, I can relate to that. Um, oh, this is my lead-in, Alex. You're not oh, okay, cool. You're not catching the segue? I didn't. I, I, I caught sweet. it. I caught it. Uh, Grab the segue. So, so anyway, if we're going to jump right into that then, I've uh, been playing the Breath of the Wild DLC, and I've actually been telling a lot of people, it sucks a whole lot. Yeah? Um, really? It's not great. I, I, the motorcycle I, one? The hunt for yeah. Link's motorcycle? Well, I think, because they bundle all of the DLC, you basically pay 20 bucks, and that's everything you know, oh, that, oh, they, that they gradually pass. came out with. Right. Right. Um, but they don't call it it. Maybe they do. I think I they know. do. I think they do. Um, so, I think my biggest problems were a like everything leading up to this is just trinkets and armor pieces that are littered throughout the map, and you're by this point already done playing. By my point, I was already done playing the game. Right. So, having more reasons to explore the map that were just like a tiny little doodad and an armor piece, maybe, um, just wasn't really enough for me. So, you know, that's not interesting at all. But I thought, okay, another dungeon is. Let's let's try out this whole new challenge system and play through it. Uh, I went on that whole rant about this on the Slack, but it was just like the first thing they do is you go back to where you started to to start this whole thing, and to the plateau, to the plateau, okay. to the room that you wake up in. Ah, the resurrection chamber. Right, and once you get there, uh, they hand you this this oddly looking weapon. It looks like a big. Uh, pitchfork but it's really short um and it blow and it glows blue and they're like this is the one hit obliterator creative name by the way nintendo um what's better than was was the quest that's just xenoblade chronicles 2 yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah oh, oh is that wow. a quest what? that's, yeah, a, that's a it's, in, it's in square brackets square brackets xenoblade chronicles 2 yeah. that's like a tie-in that's, that's quest. quest right to get the armor <laughs> piece that looks like the xenoblade character oh so, uh, okay. yeah uh, fun. Anyway, the one the one hit obliterator does what it says. It kills every enemy in one hit. Okay. While you have it equipped, you are reduced to one quarter heart. Meaning, whatever hits you, whatever deals damage, is also going to knock you the fuck out. And so, your goal now is you've got four camps littered around the plateau that you started off on, just on the plateau. And they say right. if you leave the plateau, then the quest ends, and you have to come back to the point to start it all over again. Um, you. Eliminate all the enemies from this camp, from these camps, with and one quarter health. With one quarter health, and you're like forced to keep this weapon equipped the whole time. It's the Dark Souls of the Zelda series. <laughs> this is this is the most absurdly unfun thing I've ever played. It basically forced me to just hang back and use all of my arrows because to go oh, in. Does it count if you kill them with arrows? Yeah, nice. and 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 so like all all I that's all I did really, and it. Sort of like like okay, this is a this is a unique weapon that would be fun to use anywhere else in the game besides places that they were, or like you know if you found a situation that was like okay, it's worth it at this point to reduce my health to quarter just so I can knock out this big guy who's giving me a huge problem super quick, and then like you can equip back to something or whatever. Right. Um, maybe a little cheesy, sure, but uh-huh. I, you know, players have beaten the game already. Just give them this fun tool. Um, other other inside, so instead we've gotten these these death trap camps full of little spikes and bee like you know the beehives yeah because if oh, the bees touch sucks. you it's one it's one hit and you're dead oh shit yeah and then like oh. if one of like the bokoblins spots you then they're all swarming you and like some of them have bows and arrows yep. and it's just there's no room for error so I had to play the whole thing incredibly but there's stuff. room for arrows but there's room for arrows. <laughs> 
<laughs> nice. So I just had to play the whole thing stealthily. I, I hit up in a tree. I hit. I found high vantage points, and I just pegged them all off one by one and didn't even run into the camps and played the whole thing like a cheap bitch because you have to. And uh, and this is all for the motorcycle. This is all. This is this is part one of four for the motorcycle. By the way, good nope. stuff. <laughs> good nope. stuff. As Not soon as that. you clear out these four camps, what sucks the most is they're like, "Oh, good, you did the thing," and then they just take the the obliterator away from you, and they're like, "All right, now go back to the four divine beasts and do what?" Yeah. So you go back to the four divine beasts. You get a new cutscene of each of the champions, Ooh. which is nice. Uh, I did appreciate that. Um, and then there's like a new pillar thing that appeared. Um, this was also kind of creative credit where credit is due. Um, each like four pillars arise and on e- or three, three pillars arise and on each of the pillars is a diagram of a map, mm-hmm. and you have to like take you know easiest way was to take a picture and then like swap between the picture and your map screen to try and find where these coordinated. And like pinpoint where you need to go, and then there were new challenges hidden throughout the entire overworld based on these three new pillars that appeared. Interesting. And then once you did those three new challenges, you went back again to the same divine beast, and the next step was to refight the boss of that divine beast with a specific gear set. So nope. imagine fighting that lightning guy. Nope. Only now all you're wearing is a base unupgraded nope. Naruto armor nope. set. Nope, nope. Yeah. Nope. nope. Like and 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 like one sword that they give you. So fighting that boss and then be, fi- eventually beating it and then making my way through Hyrule Castle and starting the fight with Ganon made me not like Breath of the Wild. Really? Like, no, I'm not like overall I'm like that game sucks, but I was just like this was a bad like yeah, I shouldn't have come back to this game. Yeah, because yeah. I left that game on a relatively high note, and now I came <laughs> back and I'm just pissed because, like, you know how unforgiving the combat is. You know that that wind boss sucks, and then when you go fight Ganon, if you've unlocked all four divine beasts, it lo- Ganon loses half of his health, and then you there's like two or three phases left of Ganon at that point. One of which you have to perfect mirror parry his moves yeah in order to do any damage to you, him because he has to because uh, he has like one vulnerability fl- fl- frame and is, you can only do it when you this was something that i was arguing about because i think there at one point we were just like i was i was just like the final boss requires mastery of the combat system i thought that was pretty cool and everyone was like no it doesn't like yeah you have to know how to do the perfect parry or the you know perfect dodge well i'm never gonna yeah. beat that game <laughs> I'm, I'm literally it's not it's not gonna well, happen guys, yeah. the important thing to know is that it's the best game ever made it's true right can, can we still agree on that uh, I, think <laughs> I, I think i saw somewhere that it's at like 144 game of the year awards from uh official publications but didn't get giant bombs down with the PUBG, and i'm like you guys are correct <laughs> you guys are correct but that's not fortnite Oh, it's better. Anyway, um, all right. So, anyway, small anecdote about that. Uh I just watched my friend play PUBG for the first time. Uh, He tried to cross the river, and across the river, there's these huge cliffs, and he couldn't climb the cliffs and died. (laughs) And I told him, and I told him, in Fortnite, you could you could build a a ladder to get up there. Therefore, superior game. Therefore, that's true. (laughs) Anyway, been fighting with Dylan on this. Look, PUBG is just better. It's right, just it, right. ma- it made our it made our top ten, and, and okay. Battle Royale didn't. Okay, you know, it's just and it's better than Breath of the Wild that's because I was the only Ooh. one who played Fortnite. <laughs> no, I played it. Okay, I feel, I feel like they're very different games. They are. Yeah, yeah. And then well, and then, then now, we, 
now the hot 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 shit is escape from tarkov it's new mm. hot shit which oh, is apparently yeah. is like hard harder core PUBG. Well, or they they ran. I remember the initial promotional materials they ran with being all about how every single detail of the gun is modeled and like affectable. Mm-hmm. Like you can stri- you can take apart your guns and and if your gun gets shot, then like specific pieces of it are are busted and you have to repair specific parts. Which that's pretty cool. Sounded neat. Yeah. The the way that uh and the one demo he was like showing like okay here's me firing an M4 then I'm gonna take off like the upper um the upper shell the upper receiver and then like when he fired it you could see like every internal part moving interesting yeah it sounds like someone actually took like the ideas that that game receiver was trying to do and actually made it a, a good oh, game yeah. receiver <laughs> was brilliant though was it i love receiver uh, i i thought it was once like you a get good proof of concept once you get in the flow with receiver it's so cool how like reloading your gun is a combo of keys like yeah. you're just like you know cc to like fill the clip with bullets and then da, 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 and it was highlighting every single step of that mm-hmm. works super well i played i i've got the rhino in uh that new PUBG map oh yeah 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 it's all right gun i'm not big on the revolvers in that game revolvers got style man yeah but it, it takes forever to load and you have six shots if splatoon has taught me anything winning is temporary Looking cool is forever. All right, splat yeah, doolies, uh, man. <laughs> six shots is uh, more than enough to kill anything that moves. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I guess I'm just not that's very a, good. That's a revolver ocelot. Yeah. Quote. Ah, okay. Yeah. Right. Oh, now I get. Okay. Ah. Oh. Okay. Oh. I, I'm only on this podcast to do For Metal Gear quotes. <laughs> can we get? Can we get a letter rip? Uh, I, no, I think they're gonna have to listen to the old, old okay. episode for that. Oh, okay, all right, that's fair. That's fair. So, um, I did play that game recently, though. Rising, rising, yeah. Oh, so 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 real quick, back to Magfest. Did you see the guy who was walking around with the uh, full sized body pillow that had a print of Hideo Kojima on it? No, but I feel like I it was amazing. I would I would have bought that for sure. He um. He, we, we ended up, uh, me and one of my writers um, ended up just having lunch with him randomly because he was sitting at a table. Would you and your date like to join us? That, for- <laughs> he, was, he was sitting at a table and Kojima was like in a chair. <laughs> and and so there was one other chair and we were like, hey, do you mind if we sit here? And he's like, no. And he like moved him. <laughs> and then, yeah. And there, Put him I've on seen, his lap. I've seen a whole bunch of pictures of people who found him. And he's, yeah, he's just like carting around this body pillow of Kojima. That's so beautiful. It's true it was love. hysterical. Yeah. So I, I, real quick, just wanted to finish the talk on the Zelda DLC. It's my oh, god. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you have to refight every single boss. I said what I just mentioned: the three pillars, the finding the map, the three challenges all hidden over the map, and then going back and then refighting the boss four times for each divine beast. Um, once you're done with that, you go back to the shrine of resurrection. So it feels like so far this quest is just a lot of backtracking. And then uh, in the Trinity Resurrection opens uh, an entrance to a new dungeon. And that's where you do this whole uh, shrine dungeon that's okay. Uh, Is it like the size of a beast or It's about the size of a beast. Okay. I think the puzzles were a little more complex because the beast felt like... um, What did... I don't know. The beast felt like everything sort of uh, flowed pretty well together. Like, once you figured out one thing, you could figure out another thing pretty easily. Um, this one did not. Everything felt a little more disjointed. I don't know a good way to describe it. Um, I feel like the... Um, I think I had that feeling with... I only did one beast. I did the, 
the zero one. Okay. And yeah. it did feel in that one it felt like it was like five different puzzles glued together. Yeah. Like it did feel kind of disjointed. I mean they're they're all basically puzzle box dungeons. They're they're very yeah. Yeah. kind of obsessed well, in that game about like, all right, now raise the head up and walk up the head. Like articulating like the trunk and the elephant one or like, I, I yeah. like that one. Right, right. The head the, of the camel. Yeah. Um so this uh what was the trick in this one? You turn does it have off. a it has a moving thing? It uh, it does, but I forget what it is. The trick is you turn the game off. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> walk away. Nice. Uh anyway. <laughs> it's probably sounding like I hate Zelda now. Um <laughs> Well it's weird, like because yeah. you know, I was so high on that game and then like I don't know, I went back to it and I just like I lost all my like knowledge and I was just like, ah well whatever, it's Zelda. I'll just walk in and, and I'll pick it up again. I, I feel like Mario Odyssey being higher on my game of the year list um was strictly because Mario Odyssey was so flawless compared to Zelda. Like they're both equally really fun games, but it just came down to like Zelda has more slight problems. Well, it's like it. It's Mario. not weird though, because like the the weird thing is that when the game came out, people were talking about it flawlessly, and they they couldn't accept any flaws in the game. But obviously, the game has flaws. So sure, yeah. it's not weird for even if you love the game a lot for there to be flaws. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. So I think that's normal. Um. So anyway, like your experience, but anyway. Yeah. Also, um, Mario Odyssey has very similar flaws to what you're describing. You think so? Um, yeah. W- w- when when you're done, I'll I can okay. explain. Uh. Anyway, that dungeon was okay. It was a Breath of the Wild dungeon. If you didn't like the others, you won't like it. But I thought it was fine. Um. Got to the end. This is the one part that I was like, oh, cool. All right. Sweet. The final boss. Because uh, you get to the end of this dungeon, it's tingle. No, wait. You get to the end of this dungeon, and it's one of those. Uh, it's one of those. The end of the shrine, like yeah, yeah. laser cages with yeah, the yeah. monk inside yeah. it. And he's like, "Oh, cool, you found me." I'm like, "Gosh, seriously, I'm just gonna get like a spirit orb or something." <laughs> and then like the cage breaks, and this dude like gets up. Oh no! <laughs> oh. The script has been flipped. Yeah, and then he's like, "All right, I'm your last challenge," and he gets in this kung fu stance, and this whole the boss fight is sweet. He's got like cool magic power. He's this, he's this ancient mummy, Sheikah. Yeah, monk yeah. Dude. Those guys are kind of terrifying. Like, yeah, if one of those yep. started getting up and started fighting me, I would be kind of scared because yeah. they're just like, yeah, mummified and. That's calcified. Yeah. That's so, that's pretty cool. So anyway, sorry to spoil it, but that's yeah, fine. That's, I probably I probably wouldn't play it. Okay, yeah, um, that's fair. A hundred percent not doing that DLC. <laughs> <laughs> um, confirmed. Confirmed. Yeah. Not doing it. Uh, but yeah, the monk guy, the monk fight is pretty cool. He like creates clones of himself that all attack you at once, and you have to fight him the right one. He's mm-hmm. got some neat mechanics going on. Um, and then at the end, you get your motorcycle. And then and by that like, point, you're done with the game. And by that point, I've already beaten the game, and there's nowhere left to go. So I'm like, great, I have a motorcycle. Click. How does it? <laughs> does, does it have like limited gallop charges, like the horse? No, it, no, it's, it's just, just constant rev it up high and octane speed. That's yeah. kind of cool. I would like it's, having that. It's and, a good end game reward if you had anywhere left to go to. Yeah, yeah. If there the was problem. an end game, it would be cool. Right. So that's that's what I kind of highlighted when I was talking about it a few months ago. Yeah. Um, like I only explored maybe 15% of the map, mm-hmm. but it was very clear that the game was designed for you only to go through things once. Right. Right. Like there's no reason to go back for completionism. Exactly. Like the game is designed for you to just zigzag through the whole map, see everything and that's it. Yeah. So, um, and that kind of killed the magic for me of exploration. And then they have this extra problem where they release DLC and they release a cool item like this motorcycle but the game was designed 
so that like it's not really fun to backtrack. So it it loses the fun of this. Yeah, really cool they should have done like something like in The Witcher or something where you go to new areas. They added new areas. Oh yeah. I was also mentioning to Dylan on a previous podcast. I read somewhere that Ionuma's other option, um, he was talking about either adding a, like apparently it was down to either the motorcycle or adding like dual hook shots, like you had in Twilight Princess. Oh yeah. And I feel kind of upset because the dual hook shots were oh, clearly the cooler option. That would be awesome. Uh, not not even not even necessarily from a cooler standpoint, but even even a single hook shot in a a yeah. vertical game like Breath of the Wild would have been incredible. Yeah, like. The motorcycles... They really need to... I, I think they went with motorcycle shot. just because, like, okay, it would be easier to program faster horse, you know, than... Right, but... No, I think a hook, hook shot would be very easy to program, too. I mean, sure, but... So, I, I guess know. if you think of it from a technical standpoint, granted, I don't know how they actually built it, but all the parts that you can climb on, like, just make those collidable with the hook shot. Right. Yeah. And then, okay, I can hook shot anywhere I want. Well, I mean... I don't. I don't think they really thought about it that way. Like, yeah, I don't maybe know. not. So, then. I don't know. I mean, they should have put both in. You know, true for sure, very yeah. true. So. But yeah, like driving driving around high octane would be cool. But I think I would rather Spider Man that game. Ex- if, absolutely, if yeah, yeah, yeah. If That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. Spider Man was a way cooler option. But so, like, a comparison would be a game like Just Cause Three, right? Where mm-hmm. you can get you have like your wingsuit, and then you can get this jetpack wingsuit. Yeah. Um, and so like, what it doesn't really let you do anything more in the game, but since that game is just fun to just fly around the world, it, it adds to the game. Right. Um, but yeah, like Zelda's just missing that thing that makes it fun to just go around. Like I still hop into, and you know, I compare these games a lot. I still hop into MGSV every so often because it's fun to experiment with new weapon types and just go through and raid a few camps. It's a great stress booster. Or stress eliminator. The <laughs> great stress booster. Yeah, it's if great you need for to be feeling really if stressed. If you need to out. be stressed, you um, should play this. <laughs> I'm not feeling that urge so much in Zelda, even though in the beginning I was just like, "Ah, oh, this is very similar to me." I like running up to enemies and like experimenting with new ways yeah. to take out camps. And I think well, it's I got through all the ways to take out camps through the regular gameplay. Where you've exhausted all the possibilities, right? Whereas, um, and that's because this is another thing I was talking about before. Like Zelda's systems mm-hmm. they're multiplied together yeah right um but uh in mgsv or other open world games they're like exponentially layered on top of each other yeah so that the, the the possibilities are like crazy endless in something like v but in zelda it's kind of like it's kind of le- it's more simple like there are a lot of combinations of things you can do but once you do them all there's not really much else yeah um, so i don't know i I've, I've put 100 hours in it i still think it's time well spent Love yeah, that game, good. but not not a not, not a, a good stellar endpoint. DLC. No, yeah. did you play any other ones? Uh, like the Champions Ballad or whatever. That is the Champions Ballad. Oh, <laughs> that everything I just described from the Obliterator to the final boss is the Champions. Ballad. What's the other one? Trials of the Champions. Oh, so there's yeah, the one where you trial. can go back. Yeah. I didn't do this. Okay. I didn't like how it sounded. There's one where you go back to where you got the Master Sword, and you can plug the master sword into its pedestal and you go to recharge like, it you go to like a 100 layer cave which i think this is this has happened before in zelda games it's in twilight princess yeah. there's one in twilight Wind and one in Wind Waker. Also, yeah. yeah um it's i like, like the one in twilight princess the the breath of the wild shtick is you go in with nothing you're naked no armor no weapons and you have to like start from the top and get to level 100 
Like, it sounds kind of cool, but I mean, that's it, very roguelike esque. It, yeah, it, it is. I I think that is way more appealing to me than revisiting all of the divine beasts and their bosses, etc. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the rest of it was just little goodies cool. scattered around. Um, so Odyssey. I don't know if how far you guys have gotten an Odyssey. Oh, I've beaten it. I've beaten it. I haven't played. Well, how, how many moons? <laughs> like five hundred. Oh. Oh, okay, five hundred. So. That game, it has the same kind of issue where the end game, quote unquote, content is just like repeating the bosses over and over and over in increasingly difficult situations. Well, uh, and that, yeah. like I, I actually really liked Odyssey a lot until I got to the 250 moon challenge. Did the dark side of the moon? Dark side of the moon. And but all that stuff like pissed me off so much. Well, so I would agree with you with the boss rush part of it, but there are other levels in that. Yeah. In that area. I, I like those. Almost all, all those. Oh, they are all remixes. Well, it's not that they're remixes; it's just that they're like inc- they're super frustrating. Yes. No, I agree. Um. Yeah. Dark side and darker side like are just there for for masochists. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's disappointing because in previous Mario games like Galaxy Two, they had really difficult levels, end game content, but it was still really fun throughout. Except for like the final final level or whatever, which was difficult. I don't know. I I, I guess it depends on what your your definition of fun is. Because like I'll agree with you that like the Galaxy One final levels are less like stress inducing and, yeah. and and more enjoyable as you go along. But like there's there's the one in Dark Side of the Moon where you don't have your hat and you are doing the uh, it's the New Donk City like uh, timed platforms, right? Yeah. So, like, you spawn the platforms, and there's a timer on it, and you have to get to the next one and hit the next P-switch. Uh, and it requires, like, almost, like, perfect precision platforming. Yep. Like, you have to jump in the exact place. You have to make sure your triple jumps are, like, in sequence in the right way, and you have to be basically rolling whenever you don't need to be jumping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's something I like about that. Like, specifically that one. Some yeah. of the other ones are just, like... That is the one level okay. that I really liked in, in Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... Before that level, I didn't really know how to roll effectively. Oh, really? Or how to triple jump. Well, like, I did it, you know? But sure. I was never pushed to that limit. So that level really pushes your limit of rolling and triple jumping. I feel I like th- my, I thought that was really good. My rolling got a lot better once I started doing, like, the Koopa free running. Oh, yeah, that like, too. Like the gold cups uh, or the master cup, whatever it's called. Um, Speaking of boss rush modes uh, or good bosses, I... uh. I've been playing Enter the Gungeon on yeah. Switch a lot. Yeah, that was a mistake buying that game because I'm playing that game way too much. <laughs> Got thirty minutes to spare. Hey, let's just play some Enter the Gungeon. <laughs> um, and I was talking to a lot. So I met. Ah, oh, let me look up his. I met the 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 musician, the composer on the soundtrack. Oh, nice. At Pack South, he was really cool. Uh, let me look up his name. Stalling. Um, his name's Adam, but I'm trying to find his online. I can't find it, but I, I met him. So he's done Enter the Gungeon, um, High Hell, Gang Beasts, Samurai Gun. Just like he gave me his business card. I just saw all these games I immediately recognized on. I was just like, oh shit, yeah. like dude, you've done like a lot of cool stuff. Samurai Gun music is so subtle, but so good. He's, I didn't realize it was the same guy. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really like his his stuff uh but he was telling me all these strats about enter the gungeon because it was him me and then uh, m joshua caller we were talking at the finji booth and uh he's just going they're talking about like 
oh, you got to collect the junk. If you get a treasure chest you don't want, you got to destroy the treasure chest. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, because it'll turn into junk. And if you collect enough junk, it spawns this dude. And he's like a little knight that protects you. Uh, I'm just like learning all this stuff. He's like, yeah, if a, if a, if a chest is blue or less, I, I just destroy it. Like anything above that, and like I'll, I'll try to unlock it. Um, but yeah, that game is... Oh God! Not since Rogue Legacy have I fallen so, <laughs> so like far down a rabbit hole of a oh, roguelike. It's like for me, roguelikes it's either they grab me or they don't. Yeah, yeah. Like I, sure. I'm, I don't like FTL. Um, can't Downwell. Downwell's okay. Yeah. Like I like Downwell. I just don't like playing a lot of it. Like but, Sam is obsessed about Downwell, and I just, I it doesn't grab me the way. The only it grabs problem him. with Downwell is I suck at Downwell. Yeah. Like, I, do, I can't get past the second world. Yeah, like I'm not <laughs> great, but like I I feel no incentive to get better at Downwell. Oh yeah, that, yeah. There's that too. Whereas I do feel like incentivized to keep playing into the Gungeon. I also don't like Nuclear Throne. Mm. Um, mm. I bounced Necro off. Necrodancer. Never played it. Oh, you should. I think I have it. I've heard Necrodancer is really good. Uh, Danny Baranowski did the music. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, that game now has I think like eight soundtracks. There's a Chipzel soundtrack. There's an A Rival soundtrack. Yep. Really. Uh, yep. Vert. Um, Jake Kaufman. Okay. Who did Ducktales? The Ducktales remaster. Oh, okay. He did with soundtrack. Yeah. So there. Yeah. So that game is cool because like just to see the new music, mm-hmm. that's a good motivation for like getting good at that game. Right. And I think it's like the pacing of that game. I would be. I'd be more accustomed to it. Like. Yeah. Exactly. Super like super fast games. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I I feel like I would maybe. Necrodancer would be my speed. I like Lufrousers, which I don't oh, know yeah. if you would consider that a roguelike or not. I don't know if I would, but I do love Lufrousers. Lufrousers is really good. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really hit or miss for me. But Enter the Gungeon, just like... Because I really need something new on my Switch. Because like, oh, hey, I'm pretty much done with Odyssey. And you know, I don't want to play Zelda on my Wii U. And uh, don't really feel like Mario and Rabbids right now. What else is there? And you know, and every single day, like new indie games coming on the Switch. You're yeah. just like, goddamn. Um, yeah. But then you're also like, but I already own this on uh on steam so what's on here that i don't own yet and enter the gungeon was on there so i bought that so so speaking of mario rabbits i totally forgot to put that on my my list of games that i've been playing um but i i played through the first like five or six maps oh wow okay and and uh, i think it's farther than me and in mario rabbits and i was like this is kind of cool like it's it's pretty XCOM. it's pretty simple when you say um, maps do you mean levels or worlds levels oh, okay worlds. okay right. yeah then you're not yeah, like so like one one five one six okay um and i got to the mid boss the mid boss sucks in in level and in, in world one um uh, just totally wrecked me like three times and i was like fuck this that was the piranha plant yeah rabbit the, right? with the with the like meteor cane yeah that like can hit you from across the map yeah and his move is like 12 yeah or something um so so I, I i put it down for a little while and then um i was babysitting my my best friend's um kid because it was his anniversary so him and his wife went out um and he was like oh uh can i can i play something and i was like sure and so he picked up mario rabbits uh and totally beat the entirety of world one like well before me damn and he was son. like and he was like uh will's like william's like eight he's like i'm better at this game than you <laughs> and i was like i was like okay um, kid's throwing and, some shade. Yeah, and so he, he beat World One, and then he's like, "Here, you can try the mid boss again if you want." Gives me back my pro controller. Oh my god! <laughs> um, and then uh, then it turned into uh, I would beat a map, and he'd be like, "Well, you did this I, wrong. I got a good on this one, but I hadn't upgraded my my weapon like you did." 
And I'd be like, well, I got a perfect on it, so you can suck it. <laughs> um, it does feel good every time you get a perfect on a level. Clear. Yeah, yeah, it like, does. Yeah. It does. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it became this like massive competition <laughs> with me and this eight-year-old. But but once you beat the mid-boss, uh, it unlocks uh, a fourth character for you. Uh, it unlocks skill trees and a whole bunch of other stuff. Oh, right. And game, you don't get that. that the point. game becomes immensely more fun. Right. Like, instantly. And so... Um, when I, when I picked it up that night, I played, I think to the boss of world one and then went home and played at least like through that boss and then into a bunch of maps of world two. Right. Um, and I haven't, I haven't had time to pick it back up, but that game, I just really enjoy like positioning that game and then chaining attacks. So if you just have like Mario and Luigi both set the overwatch and you shoot and a guy runs in their line of sight. And they see pop, him. Pop, 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 pop. Oh, this one, uh, it procced a bounce. So now it's shooting them up in the air. Pop, pop, pop. It's yep. so much fun. It's yeah, it's it's super good. Yeah. It's it's way better than I thought it was when I first played it. It's way better next time. <laughs> yeah. Hey. hey. Well, um I haven't played what it. What do the rabbits do in that game? They're they're just they're just party members. It, it's uh, it's story, it's story stuff. Like all right, so here's the story, because I don't think I ever went over it. <laughs> and I, I wanted to talk about how it's really ludicrous. Bad shit, crazy. This story. It's really ludicrous, but so, it works. <laughs> so the opener for the story is is this girl who's like a tech genius, right? She's like an inventor. Okay. And she um and there's like a there's an energy crisis in in the world. She creates these goggles that can fuse things together. And so like the example is she looks at like a, a potted plant and a, and a lamp and it fuses them together. So it's like a light bulb plant thing. And then she leaves. She's also a huge Super Mario fan. Yeah. Because there's like Super Mario posters and shit. She's like, like humming. So she's, she's like a human on Earth. Well, oh, a like, human in the Rabbids universe, as far oh, as I can okay, tell. Okay. Yeah. So then she goes to like get dinner or something. And the Rabbids show up in like a uh, like a portal. It's like a, a time travel washing machine. It's, yeah. Is it a time traveling <laughs> washing machine or is it a teleportation oh, uh, yeah, washing no, machine? No, it, 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 it was not time travel. It was teleportation. So they show up and they just start messing with shit. And then there's one rabbit that puts on the goggles and fuses himself with the goggles and then automatically just starts accidentally fusing some of the rabbits with other crap. And then they all get accidentally sucked into the washing machine with all the Mario paraphernalia. And and which, a poster. Which teleports them to the, the Mushroom, Mushroom Kingdom. Kingdom. Okay. And then just spits out all this garbage in the Mushroom Kingdom. So like on the overworld, the overworld map is like area surrounding peach's castle and there's like a giant toilet the size of peach's castle like in the moat or something um but all the enemies you fight are just basically rabbits that have been like mutated by this technology but it doesn't make any goddamn sense it's like the most like contrived plot i have ever heard but it also totally works sure <laughs> that, that sounds that sounds way better than what I was expecting. Actually. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm it, cool it, with it. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Like you, you watch it and you're like, okay, sure. But yeah, like also sure, why? <laughs> like it's it's meta. It's like self-aware enough. They're like, yeah, this is nonsense. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But it's a really fun game. But Once like, you unlock skill trees. So like all the enemies you fight are fusion. So like you fight. So the mid boss that, that Just is talking about is a, it's a piranha plant rabid fusion. Um and he can like he moves really fast because he like stands in a potted plant and has like vines that move him. Um, and then he can throw fireballs and shit. Yeah, he has like a he has like a fireball rod, and so he can he can like target an area and shoot a fireball at it, and it will destroy, um, it will destroy cover any cover that's not metal, 
and burn your characters. And when your characters get burned, their they run, asses they run around. Their asses light on fire, and they run around like crazy for a couple seconds. So they like end up in random spots. Yes. So so it pushes all your characters around. The final boss in World One is a rabbit that got fused with Donkey Kong. Rabbit Kong. So it's just a giant rabbit with that's a, with that's a, a pretty interesting boss. I kind of liked it. I do like that boss because he has, sounds he, gruesome. Actually, he, he, it's um, real fucked up in a lot of ways. <laughs> like they're like so you so you can see all the worlds from the hub, but you unlock them, and there's one that looks is like the spooky world, and you walk up to it and you're with what's the Roomba's what's the Roomba's name? Oh, uh, Beepo. 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 So Beepo was he looks like, like a Roomba. He was like his the, uncle Amiibo. <laughs> He was like the the little girl's assistant, and he got trapped in this too. So he's like your he's both your cursor, yeah, in in the turn based play, and then he's also like your guide and like mm. gives you hem- helpful hints. There's a part where he just like looks at the spooky world before it's unlocked. He's like, or he could go into this nightmarish hellscape, and I'm like, <laughs> this is a Mario game, like yeah, <laughs> this di- this dialogue's in a Mario game. Was, I, you you mentioned earlier how the inventor there was like an energy crisis and in my mind I was just like she's sacrificing rabbits for power or something <laughs> <That's> like <true. laughs> oh no so it was like, like when you defeat the rabbits it like desyncs them from yeah they're they like they like oh, okay. digital themselves they yeah, like, like, digitize out of the world do they so, ever go back to the the outer world, the meta story. Not and I, I'm like not three, not so far. I'm not like yet. three worlds in. Uh, yeah, apparently like, there's a twist. I'm happy which I haven't two. heard of, which I don't know what it is. I don't know okay. what it, I didn't know there was a twist. I'm yeah, excited. apparently. Yeah, oh, man. I heard people talking about a twist, and I was like, hmm, uh, that's <laughs> um, weird. But yeah, it's it's good. The other the other thing that uh, that I sunk three and a half hours into was the demo for Dragon Quest Builders. How is that? Of, oh God, is it good? Um, it's. It's literally take all of the like imagery and tropes and even the eight bit sound effects from Dragon Warrior and all the enemies and everything, uh, and make it feel like Zelda and Minecraft. Hmm. It you you like get weapons. It's 2D. No, it's 3D. no, it's three D. Oh, it's yeah, it's three D. Uh, it's kind of vertical. You can jump. Uh, if you hold like uh your L or R bumpers, you can look up or down and like build up or down or affect you know enemies above you or things like that um but the the thing is that the the world that you're in it's it starts very much like breath of the wild you kind of wake up in a cave and there's like a dude talking to you <laughs> and he's like the you know the world has lost their ability to create and you still have it so i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna teach you like the basics of how to build stuff and then you have to go and like build cities and kingdoms and get people to rally so that you can save this world yes it's the plot of the lego movie (laughs) god cool um (laughs) but but it it very much feels like minecraft it has the same like giant materials bar at the bottom right right. voxel based kind of um yeah 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 and uh and 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 it also has uh so you collect materials and then you go to craft benches and you actually like make stuff and then those go into your materials and you build things with the stuff you make. Right. So you like build bonfires and you build like straw doors out of leaves that you go and like chop out of the uh fields and stuff. Um but then you have like the little slimes and the bats from uh from Dragon Warrior and and all the 8-bit sound effects. Nice. Um, and it's just extremely addictive and also really cute. What was the Game Boy one where you bred monsters? Dragon Monster Rancher? Dragon Monster Rancher. Monster Rancher? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That was Game Boy and PlayStation. Oh, okay. Was yeah. it like Slime Rancher? 
A slime Rancher is a different one. Slime Rancher is different. Slime Rancher is more of like a Chow Garden kind of thing. This uh, was like a Pokemon kind of thing, but yeah, like yeah. It, it focused primarily on breeding I'm, the monsters together. Remember because it had a really creepy looking anime on Fox Kids <laughs> when I was little. <laughs> Alex's touch point for everything. Creepy anime. Yeah, I yeah. mean... <laughs> One of the one of the main monsters. That's Dylan's just a, favorite anime, actually. It's true. <laughs> one of the main monsters, like the dude's best friend, was just a giant eyeball on like a yellow stalk that would just hop around. That freaked me the fuck that out. That sounds familiar. Yeah, Monster Rancher. That. It's it's yeah. yeah. You got to look it up. Hmm. But uh, but yeah. So I'm I'm just counting down the days until my life ends. I downloaded uh, the demo. I want uh, February 9th. Is there is there a cap? Is there a time limit to the demo? Uh, so. Um, all of the game takes place on different islands, uh-huh. and so uh, you eventually find these like pieces of a teleporter, and you can make the teleporter and put it somewhere. Mm-hmm. But when you go in the teleporter to move to a new island, that's the end of the demo. Interesting. And and it even tells you like the demo is over. Feel f- like we're gonna put you back on this island. Feel free to continue to play. Cool. And um, so I basically played until I like I could go back. I could I could boot it up again and go like build more stuff. Um, but I basically played until I had crafted everything that I could make and I had essentially built everything that I could make. Uh, and yeah, and that, that's about, that's about three hours, three and a half hours. I'm excited to try it out. If that, that game and like the, the EverQuest Minecraft game that never came out were like, uh, announced around the same time. Oh, interesting. So it was like that, that breed. I don't know. I, I, I connect those two in my head. As like Minecraft, I, I found like, out it's sweet. already out. It, it already came out for PS4, and I man, I was so tempted to just buy it that night so I could have more of it. Right, and then I was like, no, because they have to. I'm start gonna over. wait two weeks, and then I'm gonna play this as much as possible for two weeks, and then the Secret of Mana remaster comes out, and then all right, and then Jesus, <laughs> and then Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, and then comes. Jesus shows up. <laughs> Jesus shows up. Can't wait till Jesus comes to the Switch. Yeah, with the Sword of Mana. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Crown of Thorns. Oh, anyone else? Anyone else? Did anyone? Oh, I've been. Did anyone get to play the Dragon Ball Fighters beta? No, nope. I heard I people not, are excited about it. I, I have yeah. not played it. I've I've seen pictures of Android Twenty One. Yeah, yeah. She's the newest character that was announced. Oh, um, yeah. So yeah, Android Twenty One. They created like an original Android character just for the game, but they had a beta last weekend. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um. And I, I was trying to get in. It was two days of a beta, and the servers were just like destroyed. Yeah, slammed. <laughs> on the last day, I which got, is great for a fighting game. Yeah, well, obviously. I guess it's a beta, so it's expected. I guess we'll see how it is when it launches. Or if you're Street Fighter Five, it's just expected with the full release. Mm-hmm. Oh well, so they're probably trying to avoid something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, assume. I think. I think the full release is going to be bad. So. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, hundred um, percent. But anyway, I, yeah. So it's weird because you need to connect to a network just through the tutorial. Also, I hate that shit. I know because mm. they have this like lobby system. But I got in, I did the tutorial, and I played one match um, before I had to like go do something else, and then the beta ended. But yeah, I mean, like, I've been hyped for that for a long time, and getting your hands on it, it's like it, it delivers. I think mm-hmm. it's, I don't know if you guys play fighting games, but oh, yeah, I used to. This one's I... really cool because everything is like quarter circle. Mm. Oh, um, huh. It's extremely simple and easy, and like playing on a controller as opposed to like a fight stick doesn't feel like a disadvantage. Okay. Like in other fighting games. Interesting. Um, but like 
So there's really low input complexity, but the strategies and stuff are really complex. Yeah. Um, so I think they that's a really good balance that they achieved. I, I should give it a try. I just, I think I haven't because I'm so not into Dragon Ball Z, like, mm. whatsoever. And and so it does look like a good fighting game. Right. I'm just like, I have no investment into any of these characters or anything not like even, that. Not, not even just fair. a little bit? Not even Super a little Saiyan. bit. Not even just a little I, I feel like I've like never, it. ever watched it. I'm in Alex's boat with this, and I'm yeah. surprised to say that concerning an anime. <laughs> like, I like <laughs> sure. anime, and I feel like as a kid, even when I liked anime as a kid, I was like, I, I, I couldn't get into Dragon Ball. Well, even, even though all of my friends could. Dragon Ball is like, like, Dragon Ball transcends anime, for sure. Like, it's <laughs> like a massive cultural phenomenon. Or yeah, I'll yeah, give you that. For sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, Super Saiyan, like yeah. that kind of stuff. Maybe it's because I was going through like a super hipster phase in my young years. But yeah, I'm might, not sure. But I also but, yeah. like I couldn't tell you anything about like okay, there's there's Goku and then there's other people. Like yeah, literally yeah. all all my all my just, n- just list off vegetables and you'll be correct. Right. <laughs> Brawly. Yeah. Cauliflower. Kakarot, well, which is Goku's real name. Yeah. Vegeta. <laughs> Vegeta. 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 They're all named after food. Go, is it Go, Go- Gohan, Gohan is rice, Gohan isn't it? Is right. And yeah. Goku means breakfast. Does it? Like, yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. Also, it doesn't help that like they're all like permutations of one another. Like, aren't there like people that have like multiple forms and shit? Like yes, uh, outside yes. the Super Saiyan thing, but like, yeah. So Frieza has like three different forms. Like, Cell has three different. Cell, forms. Yeah. Cell has there, a bunch. Isn't there a there's Frieza Boo. Cell? There's isn't there Boo we and Majin? There's no Frieza Cell. Aren't there's aren't no Frieza we? Cell. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, I mean even in this game, there's Majin Boo and there's Super Boo. Oh, I forgot about which Super are they're the same character, but they're different phases. Yeah. And they look completely different. Yeah. And then Android 21 is also a Majin Boo-ish. She looks like that, but she's not. But she's Boo. a robot. Yeah, but she's a robot. So I don't yeah, know how they're going to explain that. Yeah. But yeah. Um, My new production anyway. company. Yeah, I do like that robot. I do like the idea of um, fighting games that are all about strategy and really simple inputs. Yeah. I'm actually still sad that Rising Thunder got bought out and nothing happened with it. Um, oh, right. That was That was my heartbreak of that year. For sure, I had so much fun with that game. And, was, and that, then, was that on Xbox? Uh, no, it was, um, it was like a demo, right? Who, yeah. who was working on it? Um, oh god, who was working on? They're it? like known for something else. I I can't remember exactly, but so if if you don't know, Rising Thunder was a fighting game where you played uh, Max. Like the whole thing was um, the theme of it was uh, that they were giant. It was Pacific Rim, basically. Okay, Max versus Max. Um. And it was a fighting game where you had loadouts. You could pick three special moves. And there were no special inputs for those special moves. You just pressed the button for them. And they were on oh. cooldowns. So it was all it was all strategy. Like managing cooldowns, managing your timings, and finding openings. Right, right, right. And so it was it was brilliant. And then Riot bought the game bought the rights. right that's what happened that's what right happened. right it bought them and then we never heard anything about it they just since. got consumed they're just making I, fucking skins now yeah i don't know what's <laughs> i don't know what's happening with it i i i hope to god someday it comes back because it was super cool is so is the dragon ball z fighter is that the same people that made guilty gear is yes there? okay yeah. yeah that's what i thought the, the, the same the, engine the art right. style exactly yeah, yeah. they use a, kind of the same art style but you can see it's like not as refined or um not as many like perfectly 2D animations as Guilty Gear. Mm-hmm. Like uh well, Dragon Ball. Well, Guilty Gear's big on like dropping frames, isn't it? Like isn't it yeah. like and, and yeah. Dragon Ball does that also, but there's a lot more animations in Dragon Ball where they they do 3D and they do some interpolation. 
um, just because there's so many characters and like so many animations. But it, it like the presentation that they achieved that balance of 3D and 2D is like so perfect. Every time I see gifts of that thing, I'm like, holy yeah. shit! Like this is crazy. Like it, it kind of goes in with the Cuphead stuff. Like we're reaching that yeah. point yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, we're not constrained technologically for art styles. So right, just exactly, do exactly. whatever the hell you want. Yeah. The guilty yeah. is your stuff um, is incredible. Yeah, I, I love when it just starts doing like a 3D camera pan around yeah. it, and you're just like, yeah. "What the fuck?" So, I mean, <laughs> Dragon Ball is really awesome because there's so many moves where they're just shooting you out like super far, and then your guy like flies out like a rocket to right. chase him. Yeah. So like the camera perspective shifts there are like are super awesome, and it's it's even better when you get your hands on it, right? Because you're like you're basically recreating these fights from the show. Yeah. Um, so I guess there is, there's this inherent thing where like you, you do have to have some interest in Dragon Ball to really get the most out of it. Right. Yeah, to, to appreciate how it feels to kind of yeah. be at the helm of doing stuff like that that you've seen for years. And, and, like, years. and like little details too, because like Gohan, for example, is Goku's son. And there's a, in the show, he does a Kamehameha, which is like the blue blast. A Hadouken, yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. But... It, it's a father-son Kamehameha, so like Goku comes in and joins him to give him a special blast. Um, <laughs> and it's like, but it's it's like a really awesome Goku's moment. Goku's special blast, huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this is why you don't like anim anime. Anyway. <laughs> Look, Jeff Gershman said it best, anime is for jerks. So yeah, so like th they put scenes like that in the game and they integrate it within the gameplay. So like... It's not just like, oh yeah, I remember that move from the show. It's like, oh, I remember that that whole epic emotional moment from the show. And right. I just executed that. Yeah. Um, and I like recreated it. And yeah. like if you fight, if you do the real matchups, like the canon matchups or whatever, uh -huh. the scenes are different and like the animations are different and stuff like that. Like the voice, they do like special lines and yeah, those little details really put it over the top. I think it, it would be a good way to like learn about Dragon Ball if you've never watched it, you know? Because there's a story mode and stuff as well. Well, See, and, uh, the other thing is that um, the way that Fighter Z is rendered, it pretty much just looks like the old anime. Yeah. Like it looks almost well, identical. I think it looks better. Well, I, I, yeah, I also think it sure. looks better, but like style wise and the way that. Stylistically, yeah. Um, the way that everything's like colored and shaded is very much just the old anime. And so that's, it's almost cooler to play it that way because it, it's so close. Mm -hmm. There is one game coming out the exact same day though, that I am 10 times more excited for though. I want monster hunter world. Oh. Yeah. I heard uh, about that right now. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I love monster hunter. I played it since three. I, I, um, I need more. That that one's open world or something? Uh, so initially how the Monster Hunter systems worked were um, maps were a series of rooms. Okay. So you have one battlefield, and then they had exits that would lead into another battlefield. And this allowed for uh, some strategies like, um, say, uh, if you're low on health and the monster's in this one room, you can leave, and that buys you some time to, like, heal up, yeah. sharpen your weapons, get prepared to hop back in there. Um, it also provided for this interesting tracking phase where you're like hunting through the rooms trying to find wherever it's hiding. Um, so now they've gotten rid of that and each map is perfectly seamless. Okay. And But it's still a, a map that you have to load into. 
Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's it's not. Yeah. There's still like a hub world, and there's it maps is, that yeah. you go to to hunt the monsters. So anyway, I I think if I'm getting any game that day, it's not Dragon Ball. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, yeah, you have a you have a much more vested interest for sure in sh- in Monster Hunter World. You should have been in Pack South, Alex, because uh, Capcom was like the only triple A that showed up. I saw a big Rathalos yeah, big uh, ass monster Rathalos. and oh. was like, oh, that's so good. And a just as big ass line <laughs> wrapped around for Not that. surprised. Oh, and I'm I looked sure. at it and I'm like, hat, nope. <laughs> I, I, I would have waited. <laughs> I've been to PAX East twice. Um, I'm a fan, but I don't know. I, I It's so different. And I mean, then this is obvious, but it's so different from like Magfest and GDC. It's commercial and stuff. It it's it basically just is GDC or not not GDC uh, E3, but oh yeah, but multiple times a year. So like yeah, I'm in in public facing like more consumer focused. Have you been yeah. to E3? I have not been to E3. Mm. You've been to E3. Haven't I you? have. Yeah, I went in like 2015. Ooh, it's a um, good year. yeah, it it was actually pretty cool. Um, really weird. So, like, very strange uh-huh. as a developer. Sure. Seeing like this torrent of advertising and like, uh, yeah, I'm sure people waiting in lines two hours just to see a trailer. Yeah, that was like a very weird experience. But I think it's worth checking it out once. I'm... If you're a developer, you can get a free ticket. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, well, they might be switching that now. Like, oh, really? or, or like they might be more stringent on that because before you just had to give them like your expenses or whatever right. to prove that your LLC. Yeah. Or whatever. You're spending money. Um, so. But I think they're making it a little more stringent. So I have, now that they're selling public tickets. Right. They are again. Oh yeah, yeah. true. Yeah, they, yeah, are, they yeah. started last year, yeah. Um so I have a I have a an open invite to to E3 if I can get myself out there. I know one of the um project managers at Blizzard. Ooh. So, um, he's actually he's a local dude. To here? That, yeah, and to Richmond. The VC um, grad? Wait. I think so. Do you know his name? His name is Two Holmes. Okay, I was gonna say I know. Um, I I'm, I'm in contact with the. He was the lead quest writer on World of Warcraft. I think he still is. Oh, that's wow. pretty cool. Um, oh wow, he is a friend of my mother's from church, who is also a huge a huge pal of mine. Uh, he's a super cool guy. I was telling him I was getting him to game development. He's like, oh, this guy owes me a favor. He lived on my couch for like a year and like gave me his email <laughs> address, and then I just started talking with him, and now we were like pen pals. Nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, <laughs> My Rolodex is okay. <laughs> uh, a, a friend, of, a good friend of mine, uh, met him somewhere, and found out that he. I think he was working at Dice at that point. Um, and was like, "Hey, I have a friend and who's you know starting game development." And two was like, "Sure, like I'll you know have beers with them and talk through some stuff." Um, and so we met one day. And had a couple beers and told stories and things. Um, and I need to get back in touch with him. He said he was going to put me in touch with the creator of Might and Magic uh, to bounce some ideas off him, uh, which would be super cool. But uh, yeah, life's been busy. <laughs> Sweet. Um, if we're still on games, I think I have two more quick ones I can breathe through. Um, really quick, I did play a demo for something called Broken Reality that I think is super neat, and I'm going to try and shill that as best I can. Um, It's a first-person adventure through a 90s Geocities site. 
Oh, like you mean GeoCities? GeoCities. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. GeoCities. Does it matter? <laughs> I, I think yeah. it matters. No, it's like about it. geocaching. I like that because it? it rhymes with atrocity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's geocity is it's yeah. atrocity. You send all these ideas to Jay Tholen. It's like, or, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's super vaporwave, just like. I don't know. You, you you like spawn and it's like this particle effect of like flying windows logos, just like <laughs> okay. and like right, you know, yeah. the sound yeah. of like wings flapping and mm-hmm. you know But like super like bit crushed like Right, yeah. yeah. And and everything's like crazy low quality and ultra bright colors, rainbow, neon, everything you name it. And like the the you get it's sort of like a Metroidvania where you unlock powers that allow for ease of exploration and access to new areas. Mm-hmm. Um so there's like and they're all like based on internet browser tools, sort of. <laughs> it's like the the history button lets you okay. well, lets you like set a point and then recall back to it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, I said it once. I'll say it again. Like this is becoming an aesthetic. This is this, a subgenre now. This is absolutely becoming a thing. Yeah. Like yeah, Jay Tholen's doing it, and there were a couple that came out last year. Emily is a way too. Obviously, was doing it. Um, or Emily is a way, and then Emily is a way too. Yeah. Uh. But yeah. The big difference is this one is like the first I've seen that's just a high high player agency first person WSD and mouse look uh kind of game. Cool. And that's sort of what immediately drew me to it. It's like I like that sense of immersion through that mostly. Um it's cool. Like bits of it felt like Fantasy Star. They're sort of quest hubs and things that you had to walk around the world to do. Mm. Right. Um uh very simple though so far it was just a demo and they did a kickstarter i think it just barely got funded so i'm looking forward to the full release and uh yeah so broken reality is cool check it out and it's a demo you said or beta? yeah it's a demo so if you google it you should find their kickstarter i think and then they'll point you in the direction of the demo the h.io page and then last but not least for me is over the course of two weeks i played through the entirety of mankind divided uh, oh yeah, Deus Ex: Mankind Divided, which was all right. Um, I heard lots of negative things going in. Oh really? So I think I expectations were low, and that might have helped. Uh, but I don't know. It was good. It was a Deus Ex game. Yeah, it, I've played a total of ten minutes of Human Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of like you. You just walked around. You basically well, like intro. you know, who's the main character? Adam. Adam Jensen. Yeah, Adam yeah. Jensen got fucked up, and then like I yeah. started with him post his fucked upness. Right. And then I walked around a little bit. I'm like, eh, it's kind of boring. I was also running it on this IMAX. It didn't look great. Oh, okay. And I was just like, eh. I don't know. This this Deus Ex is my jam. It's one of my many jams. Slam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does uh does Mankind Divided have that charm that Deus Ex kind of that it's like the biggest selling point is its subtle humor. Just yeah, in like yeah. how funny it is to play it, through it. Yeah, it's like slightly <laughs> awkward. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that about it. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's 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 got this like nineties charm. It, it's a Deus Ex one you're talking about. Or one well, and two. All, well, Human Revolution had it also. The, okay. Yeah, okay. Well, what, what makes Deus Ex so great, uh, so much better than a lot of other immersive sims, is that it takes itself very seriously, mm-hmm. but then playing through it, you're you're going to screw up a lot 
and then that screwing up just leads to like the most awkwardly hilarious moments like some guard catching you dragging a guy through a hallway yeah. <laughs> and you're just like uh like you're trying to take a shortcut so you jump off a roof or whatever and you land on a civilian yeah like, and like accidentally and knock him out you're, you're just like oh shit and then sorry. all the guards are like after you <laughs> pretty good um you know like like accidentally uh what was it i think one of the funniest things that I that ever uh, actually, I don't think I did this. I think I I convinced Mikey to play it, and and so I was watching him do it. And he was on the mission where you're trying to infiltrate the police station. Oh yeah, and he was doing the whole hug the wall because there's that um like lower half of the wall is opaque, upper half is mirror thing. Yeah. So he like hugs it and crouches, and he's doing the whole cover walk thing to try and get past that area and not get seen through the window. And instead of hitting the detach cover button, hits the uh, uncrouch. So he just pops up <laughs> and then gets spotted and then crouches back down again. <laughs> and he's just like, uh, no one's here. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I do like that about immersive sims. Like uh, yeah. immersive sims, another genre like roguelikes where I'm like either I'm, I'm going to bounce off of it immediately or I'm, I'm completely blocked in. Yeah. Like, um, prey wasn't really feeling prey, uh, but really like the first dishonored, but favorite, favorites, water cooler moment in dishonored. Do the mission where you have to poison like some politician who's talking to like the the chief of police or like the head of the guard or whatever his title is, and so you go into this like big like city hall kind of building, right? You you, you lace his drink with poison, and then you go and you need to grab like um, paperwork that he has. He has like on the table, mm-hmm. and so I go hop out in the I I put the poison down, hop out in the window, staying on the windowsill, watching the scene take place. He's talking to the the lead guard, um, blah, 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 blah. He drinks his drink, and then he just collapses on the floor dead. <laughs> and now I'm waiting for the guard to leave the room to, like, because he's like, oh, God, it's like he's dead. I just need to tell someone. And so he, like, runs off. I'm like, all right, waiting, waiting. And then he, like, leaves, closes the door behind him. I'm like, all right, now. And then this metal shield just comes down on the window oh. and blocks my entryway so I'm just sitting there on the window so, and all the windows just go I'm just like fuck and so I just, it's just me sprinting through this building like, excuse me coming, like, coming through pardon me pardon me pardon me I'm like running up the stairs like just like blinking around I'm like got it and then I just run back outside it's like sorry sorry didn't mean to bother you bye 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 <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, it, that, that's the best part of immersive <laughs> sims. And Deus Ex does that so well. I, I, I think Mankind Divided still has that. I think the biggest issue most people hark on is the first half of the game feels just like a long string of boring side quests. You don't get any really good curated levels. Like, Human Revolution had this great string of doing side quests in the hub world, then really long, really awesomely designed level um, more tiny side quests for some more story bits and bobbles really long curated level um mankind divided is just like first half super boring side quests where like half of it is dialogue and then you get uh one long level back to some more side quests one long level back to more side quests finale well i think that's the problem with immersive sims in general is that they tend to be very long and the skill ramp tends to be very long and slow yeah like you start praying you're just like I know I'm going to be a badass at some point in this game, but I'm going to have to work through all this shit and all these ghost alien dudes are going to fuck me up. I think Prey has a weird That, has a that weird sounds like an RPG. Yeah. I mean, Prey has... Prey's right. like all I really hate good RPGs. Levels. So, 
like Prey, Prey doesn't have the problem that you're describing with Deus Ex, where it's like, oh, side quests here and there. Yeah. Like, it Prey has is, side quests and stuff, but... It's Prey is all just all within. one long level. Exactly. Prey, Prey yeah. is much more Bioshock-esque. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Structured. But um, the combat, like you're saying, has this really long curve where um, it just gets really hard towards the end and, like, really tedious. Um, yeah, so, it, like, every immersive sim has something like that. Yeah. What's really funny... ruins it. Is Mankind Divided did the Metroid thing, where you started off with like all of your Ogs, oh, and then you're you get corrupted or something. Yeah, your second quest in the game is to go meet your doctor, and he does something wrong. That is a story moment for both a like completely removing all of your previous like superpowers, and then b he finds like oh you've got all these exper you got all this experimental stuff in you, um. And that's sort of what kickstarts like, hey, we added new powers to this game. Giant balls on his shoulders disappear when he falls down the shaft. And Right. Yeah. Yeah. You missed the. Yeah. And the missile pack's gone. Missile pack's always, gone. My favorite is like Metroid Prime. Where yeah. You start off with I, all your things. That's exactly what right? happens. And then she's just <laughs> and like, then, whoa. Like nothing. Like she, there's no reason for her to lose her powers. Like she trips or something. But it's funny because it's like, you know, as well as I could do it in like a the GameCube era, it's like kind of like a, a particle effect and then just like, oh, model swap. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember they that. Also, uh, that's also the start of uh, Symphony of the Night, Castlevania. Oh, really? Uh, oh, Alucard, right. Alucard approaches Dracula's castle with like a whole set of like royal weaponry and armor and stuff like that. And you go in and you're like wrecking everything in one hit. So it's really good to farm in like the first two areas. Oh, and then, hmm. and then, because you kill everything, right? Um, and then you you go to like advance up in the castle, and um, Shaft, who is basically death, um, in that world, uh, Shaft comes out, and he's like, uh, yeah, sorry, you can't, like, you can you can try and do this, but uh, I'm not gonna make it easy for you. And he he literally like pulls all of your shit off and throws it away. Um, and so from that point on, you have to start with nothing like you. I like I think you kill your first couple of enemies with your bear, like just punching. Um, and then you get like you get like a dagger that right. you can like stab people with until you can get a sword. And then you find like a leather jerkin and stuff like that. Um, and so you actually have to, you know, build yourself up like in a normal RPG. But you start like really strong. Yeah. Symphony of Night is just like the proto Rust. It's a naked dude running through a castle. <laughs> yeah. He just has a rock smashing well, there's, monsters. There's no, there's, there's no sprite. There's no sprite change. It, Alucard still has on his like super ornate everything. Oh, the only thing <laughs> that's that, kind of a bummer. I know. Yeah. The only thing that changes for him is his cape. Uh, and there's a there's a cape called the Joseph's cloak, where you can go into is it, it. Is it Technicolor? Oh, uh, actually, okay. Um, uh, you can. It has an extra option when you go to it, and you can go into another part of the UI and set the color you want for it. And the inside of the cloak will be a, whatever is it that color is. Just RGB slider, uh, or is it like preset? Like no, no, no. It's it's an swatches. RGB. Yeah, it's a slider. You can nice. like do whatever Sweet. color you want. Sweet. So, is that is that is there a port of that on PS4? There's a port of that Maybe. on uh, PSP. There's a port or Vita. Well, I'm asking. There's, and you can always I emulate. Don't, I don't believe. I don't believe it's on PS4. I know it's on Xbox. All Xboxes. They port it to PS4. The RGB slider should affect the controller uh, light. Yeah. 
Oh, good call. But only if you have the Joseph's Only if you have that, yeah. 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 But man, if you've, I I don't know if you like Metrovanias, Dylan. I've never played many of them. I played like a hot, a hot demo. Yeah. I have Ori. I haven't played it yet. Ori has like, Ori has a like a tough curve. Like difficulty curve to it at the really? beginning. You think? I think so. Really? I also yeah. had to. I had Maybe to play, I'm used to it. So also I had to, it was good. But. I had to play it for review. Mm. Ooh. And so I was getting commissioned for like to review like the first five hours of it. That's yeah. a little different. And so like that first five hours, like when you're looking at it very critically. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's all you're looking at. Is it's pretty rough. Um. Yeah. But I I would say Symphony that I is probably my favorite slash the best <laughs> Metrovania of all time. Played a hot demo station sesh of Fusion Metroid Fusion, Ooh. but uh, or is it Zero Mission? No, yeah. it was, no, it was Fusion, because she had the the few the the phase on suit, suit or whatever. Yeah, 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 with all the fungus or whatever on it. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. So I was just gonna wrap this up super quick. So I think in the end, I liked what Mankind Divided improved on from Human Revolution. Um, there's no situation you can't talk. There's only one boss that you have to kill. Um, there's only like, but like every other, uh, boss fight, there's a way to talk yourself, talk your way out of it or sneak your way out of it. There's, as opposed to human revolution, occasionally throwing these hurdles at you that were just like, if you're going a stealth build, this is impossible. Right. Um, and, uh, they did a good job with his new powers. Everything feels really cool. Like they, a lot of them operate on rule of cool, um, shooting an exploding sword from your arm is just. That's you have cool. to get that. <laughs> <laughs> that's. It's I'll like, say that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think that was the first power. It was just like I don't. I'm. I'm going like stealth and non-lethal. But if I don't have exploding swords coming out of my arms, then what's the point? You know. <laughs> <laughs> then this game is nothing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it ended up being incredibly useful for taking out robots. There's no easy way to do that. So it was like, all right, cool. Well, good. Good for some. But yeah. Cool. Um, you want to play anything else? Uh, okay, so real, real quick. Um, on the topic of games where you play for 10 minutes and you're like, meh. Um, I got Skyrim for, squi- for Switch. Skyrim. Skyrim. Skyrim for Switch. Uh, I got Skyrim for Switch and I started it up and I went through the opening sequence uh, and I was really, really hoping that they tied camera movement into the gyroscopic control. Like 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 mm-hmm. arrows in mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. because then it would have been amazing. Uh huh. Um, did not do that. Uh huh. So oh. uh, and and so the, the weird thing about me is that I I always play double inversion, and a lot of games only let you invert the the Y axis. Right. So wait, you invert the X axis? I, I you play monster natural. I know it's fucking weird. Natural for me. Like, for me to be able to play something and not think about what I'm doing and just move organically has to be double inverted. Wow. Trying to think about, like, what is even, like, in the real world map to? Like, planes, planes the way I've understood it. Basically. I think it happened because I played a lot of Panzer Dragoon when I was a kid. The the way I've always pictured it is, like, people either want the handle that they're pulling to be either on, like, the back of the head or on the front of the head. You're either like pulling it to the left it. and it turns to the head, or you're pulling it to the yeah. right and it turns to the head to the left. Yeah, I think Space Harrier, Panzer Dragoon kind of games. Yep. Do that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But so, um, yeah. So, in a lot of games, I can only invert uh, up and down, and so every time I move left to right, I have to like 
really like think about what I'm doing to make any sort of maneuver. And it makes games like Skyrim, like all just not fun for me to play. So I, I got to the first village and I started crafting stuff and I was like, I'll fucking do this later. But I, yeah, I played maybe like 20 minutes is of it, it. Is that your first time mm-hmm. touching that I've game? Never, I've wow. never played Skyrim. Man. Wow. So it's not worth it without mods. Uh, okay. No, I was about to say, like, if you play in the opening <laughs> sequence and the dragon attacks, and it's not Thomas the Tank Engine or Macho Man Randy <laughs> Savage, you're missing out. Okay, no, I've, I've seen the videos. I've, I've, ex- I've experienced that. Uh, damn, that video with Thomas <laughs> the Tank Engine. God damn it. Just the part where you're, like, climbing through, like, the old weathered, like, watchtower, and, and then his face just, just, <laughs> just busts through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Did oh you guys God. see this in any of AGDQ this uh uh, oh, so little, uh, the the down. one part of um of that that I did catch was the Breath of the Wild speedrun oh, yeah. at like three in the morning, and it made me be like, shit, I really just need to watch speedrun videos, not even to attempt to do the shit that they're doing, but just for strats. Uh, like yeah. I f- I feel like I'm yeah. so much better prepared to fight all of the Ganons because I saw how these guys did it in like under a minute. Right. Yeah. Skyrim was insane. By the way, oh really? De- definitely. If okay, I'm trying to think of like what are some of the AGDQ runs I'd really recommend. I think Skyrim's up there. The okay, couch was hilarious. Um, the the Sonic Mania one was pretty good. Sonic Mania was really good. Yeah. I have a list. Somewhere. Sonic Mania, everything is really good. Um, the um, so that that takes place in uh, Chantilly, or did, did the Dulles. Like yeah, 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 it's up, it's up in Northern Virginia, which I didn't know. I didn't know that either. I think, I think that was brought up on Slack. It's like ten minutes yeah. from my house. Yeah, in, in no- really? Oh, damn. that's funny. Because yeah, because Felix Kramer is over there. Because I was talking to them at Pack South, and I was like, "Did you just fly?" Because they're from from Canada. I'm like you flew uh, to AGDQ, stayed there for a little bit, and then flew out the Pack South, and they're like, "Yeah." Wow. And then I said, "Well, I mean, I basically did the same thing with MacFest." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah true. Yeah. So. But imagine now, MAGFest, AGDQ, then PAXAL, and then single bullet on the table to the temple. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah, so I kind of want to hit PAX East this year, but it's so close to GDC all the time, and I'm going to GDC. It's farther than it was last year. Last year, they were the Last year was the next weekend. Yeah. Yeah, which is why I absolutely did not go. Becca got the flu. Becca also was telling me she had the flu during PAX East because, like, she... Basically, travel sleep. Just, yeah. Well, and and like flying from Richmond to San Francisco just sucks. Like, there's no there's no good way to do it. Is a layover normally in like Chicago? So I had a layover in Chicago last year. My layover was two hours. It was delayed another hour and a half, <sighs> and then I get to SFO and our luggage was delayed for an hour because they were still offloading the 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 previous luggage. The previous luggage. So my travel day from leaving my house to getting to the hotel was 14 hours. And my, it sucked. <laughs> last Thursday, I I woke up here at two in the morning. My flight was at like leaving at six. I get to San Antonio and I meet up with Nick and Joe from Instant Replay Live. Right. I check in at my Airbnb around two o'clock. Becca Saltzman, uh, I did my interview with her. We talked at around seven, seven, seven or eight. And then we went to like, yeah. And then we went to 10. So I didn't go to bed till like midnight. So it was 22 straight hours that I was awake. And I was just sitting there in my Airbnb like, I don't feel it. <laughs> I don't feel like I've been up for 22 hours. And that's scary. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, my, my first night at MAGFest, I didn't sleep. Yeah, because you got up at right, like... You right, because like I got up to go and you messaged me on Slack. He's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, <laughs> getting ready to leave. What are you doing? I'm making fucking particle systems. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never made one before. And I figured it out at like 2 a.m. that I could maybe do what I was trying to do. I was like, I'm not sleeping. Right. They serve breakfast at 7. I am ready. <laughs> Continental breakfast. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Um. The flight from here to Boston's pretty good though, because they're both JetBlue hubs, so it's just direct, just like one. Oh yeah, it's like hour and a half. Yeah, it's like hour and a half. It's the, pretty good. Yeah, the flight from here to Pax East is really good. Yep. yep, yep, yep. Um, if only the fucking convention center was in the middle of goddamn nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a twenty-minute lift ride from we were staying in Fenway. Oh, okay. Fenway to the convention center. Okay. They're just like. We got the from SFO to our oh fuck. It's gonna be even longer this time because we're staying. We're staying like just north of Chinatown for GDC. Where is that relative to Moscow? Now? Uh, twelve blocks. That's not bad. North. North. Okay. So Alex, other Alex, who's on the podcast with us, Alex Rice. Um. Oh, I'm. I'm just, reminding. Just confuse me more by pointing at me when you say Alex. Alex. Yeah. Alex. Well, I was. You? I was telling Alex that. <laughs> Alex Rice, who we had on the podcast that one time, oh, okay. because you're the only person in this group that knows who that is. Yeah. Um. So he lives out there now because he works for eBay. He lives in Russian Hill, which is like northwest. Okay. It's a neighborhood okay. like northwest. Of, and it's also like 10, 12 blocks. Yeah. So I get to stay there for free. Oh, <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah. I uh I found this like one. It's like one and a half star hotel. All, all right. Up in up in north. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's hotel and hostel is what it's called. So I don't nice, know what we're getting nice. into. But there's a piece of plates next door and there's a taqueria connected to it. Um, so that can't be bad. And then... <laughs> Dude, it's like a, you throw a stone and hit a taqueria in, in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, but the... So I'm there from Saturday to Saturday and it's 900 before it splits. So that's not bad. That's not bad. Um, All I have to worry about is travel. So like... Right. And I'm doing train jam. Oh, right, right, right. So I got to fly to Chicago, and that's like a Thursday, and then take the train to San Francisco, and then fly out from San Francisco, and yeah. feed myself in that week. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and burn through all my PTO. Uh, yeah, the, the lift ride from SFO to our hotel last year was like $40 or something. So it's going to be even longer because it's farther now. Right. Um. So that's cool, but I'm I'm super stoked. I'm I want my too. stuff. I can't wait. I can't wait to go. I'm staying with uh, I'm staying with Thor, who is a musician that I know. Is that his actual name? His name is Thor. That's pretty cool. Um, he's a cool dude. I met him at GDC last year with uh, through my composer, and I think my composer Andrew's coming out for a couple of days, and then uh, I'm pretty sure my sound engineer is also coming out for a couple of days. If you ever come out, Alex, you Alex, this Alex, Alex. Damrath, yeah. Yeah, me. You probably crash with Michael. Okay. North Bay. This GDC. Yeah, dude, it's and that might be like kind of a trek to get over to, because you gotta go over the bridge. But ooh, yeah, okay, it's free over the bridge, the Bay oh, Bridge. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, is this California? Yeah. This okay. is San Francisco. Because Michael, he lives on the on the North Bay of the. Right. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just, just you know, just I'm gonna say, hey, your friend that we had on the podcast, he probably right. he'd probably be willing to she gonna speak for him. He'd probably be willing to He might. He might. <laughs> I have to afford a plane ticket and GDC tickets as That's well true. though. GDC tickets like aren't that like if you go to uh, the super, super cheap ones, okay, like one fifty. 
Yeah, so so the Expo Pass. No, it's like three hundred. No, 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 not the cheapest one. The, the Expo, indie one is is like five or six hundred now. Yeah, the indie one is that, expensive. The Expo one that just gives you like the base. It's just uh, level the Expo. Thing. It's, it's like, not. It's none yeah, of the panels. None of the conference. That. That's what I got. That's, this that's year. why I'm not spending six hundred dollars well, no, to what, probably not go to panels like I did last year. Yeah. Right. right. No, no. I, I agree with that. But like, you could just not get a ticket at all. That's true. And just hang yeah. Out. Almost. Almost all of the hanging out that I did. And meeting like really crazy cool people uh, was done outside of GDC. The only, yeah, exactly. The only thing is, I don't remember if you need a pass to get in Moscone. You probably do. Oh, that is true. Because because now, so the biggest question is, can I get in Moscone with an Expo pass? Oh yeah, no, you can get onto the the Expo floor. No, no, no. I'm talking about the conference building. Yeah, that the conference oh. building is where I met Akash and where I ran into. Um, I bet they check them at the door of the well, panels. The, the expo, the the expo's the... in like Hall A and B, but then there's the other. The hall there, C. There's there's the expo in Moscone North and Moscone or no oh, yeah. West and South, I think. No, North and South have the expo, but West is separate. Yeah, to the West, Wardcast, West GDC the... planning session. <laughs> yeah, West, West has all the panels and conferences. So you and could probably get into West. I could probably get into the building. I. Yeah, just not the panel. I, yeah, because because uh, CAs check all the all the panel doors. And then just you know karate chop a guard, put his uniform on. Yeah, yeah e- easily, obviously. Yeah. Drag him through a hallway. Uh, get or I'll, I'll just get <laughs> I'll just get I'll just get Kirk to Kirk to get me in because he's a CA. Yeah. Oh yeah, he got in right. Yeah, yeah, he did. Well, he he'd been a CA before. Sure. Um, but but yeah, I, that was that was how I ran into how I got to meet uh, Sakaguchi was right. I was just hanging out in the panel floor. And that happened. So, like, to me, it's important to be able to get into that building. But outside of that, I don't care. And I, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't justify spending six hundred dollars to maybe not go to any panels because I looked at all the indie panels and I was like, I don't really need to see any of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I wouldn't go. And for they're the recorded talks. anyway. So. Right. The right. um, it's on the Train Jam Discord. There's a channel dedicated to parties. <laughs> There's uh, a lot of GDC parties. Yeah, people are just talking talking <laughs> that up, but everyone keeps talking about that party. Oh, that party? I wasn't familiar oh, yeah, with yeah. beforehand. Oh. Apparently tickets sell out like that. That yeah. yeah, that party's tickets are gone in like easily a minute. What yeah. is this? Somehow you can always get in though. I know. I, I got in. Really? I didn't I yeah, I, I didn't try last the, year. The scarcity is just hype, honestly. So yeah. there's a party, Alex, called that party that's it's called hosted that party. by uh, uh Brandon Boyer. Maybe what's hard? Like the Austin it, people, yeah, Huegos Rancheros. Oh, and, okay, uh, them. and and someone else, I think. But it's like, I don't know, some big deal. I mean, there's tons of parties. Well, it's just, it's Alex. just the, it's just like the chic indie, yeah, the indie elite party, yeah. So if if you're interested in that, then yeah. But I was really considering going to the Japan dinner last year, which is Friday night. Did you have? Do you have to know Japanese? Uh, well, I mean, it's it is a big like communal dinner i think in an asian restaurant with all of the attending japanese people wow uh and all their businessmen and translators uh but it's 40 dollars a plate and i was like i'm already out here i don't i don't fucking want to do that um but that's not that bad if i'm it's not but yeah if i'm trying to like if i'm trying to like (laughs) if i'm trying to schmooze some some sony reps that might be worth it maybe so i think two years ago is when mike and i last went yeah and mike ended up at this dinner because we split up because I had to go do something. Oh, and, I heard about this. Yeah, Mike ended up with a dinner with all like these Chinese mobile devs. Okay. Um, all right. Totally he, random. He was solo. So he we just had this event 
And he's like, all right, I'll go alone. So he's just standing in line and the line is huge. But the way the, the server people come out and they're like, we have one chair if anyone is solo. And Mike's like, yeah, I guess I am. He's like in the back of the line, but he's the only solo. <laughs> so they took him and put him with this table of like 12 Chinese mobile devs. And they've, that was like the, the crew for the rest of GDC. That's pretty like, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. Well, yeah didn't, so we partied with the Chinese mobile devs. Didn't one of them introduce him to, I don't remember who it was, but one of the, one of the people he met there introduced him to somebody relatively of import. Yeah, well, maybe. I don't remember. I mean, I, we met with like Sony people, with Xbox people. Yeah, I was. Was that was that the time that like you Chris guys? Charla, who's the leader of yeah, idea Xbox. Idea Xbox. Yeah, so we met with him. Um, we, wasn't that the time that you guys ran into some double fine people in line? Yes. That yeah, you accurate. ran into the double fine people, and they gave you a tour of the office. Yeah, we got a tour of the office, double fine office. <laughs> um, but you also went to the the Campo Santo thing, didn't you? And we did go to the Campo Santo thing. Yeah, yeah. So Campo Santo, we met like. Jane Ng, who's the um, environment designer, right, environment yeah, artist, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like Chris Remo, the musician designer, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, so we met some really cool people. At Double Fine, we, I think I passed by Tim Schafer and like all those, Greg Rice and like those people. Right. Didn't talk to them, but I talked with like lesser known Double Fine people yeah. who are still super cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's crazy, man. That's how I first started talking to Jay Tholen on Twitter is that we were talking to one of the Double Fine artists because they were doing Amnesia oh, yeah. Fortnite. Mm. And we just started yeah, exactly. chatting mm. it up. Uh, yeah, that's that's why I like going to conventions. Like, you know, just to oh, hang out sure, and meet sure. yeah, devs yeah. and stuff. And, you know, it's hard to do on a show floor. So, like, you need you need an in. You need a way to talk to people. Yeah, yeah. Becca was telling me uh, about Charla because apparently, so they don't make... Uh, wired xbox one controllers right right like it's, it's only wireless and then you plug a usb micro right, usb right, into it yeah. so she's complaining about that to charla and he's like oh you don't know about our special like <laughs> exhibitor wired xbox one controllers we make for people and she's like no why why isn't this the more <laughs> obvious and so uh apparently if you like ask someone idea at xbox or microsoft in general they'll be like oh yeah like here's an order form for wired Xbox One controllers if you want them. Damn. Huh. Yeah. Or you could just use PS4 controllers. Ball <laughs> <laughs> well, my UI. Actually, PS4 doesn't come wired either. No, it doesn't. No. Yeah. no. And then you get micro USB that one too. And then you get four of them swiped at a Magfest. That did happen. You guys got. You guys the got controllers. One, not swiped? not this Magfest. Really? Yeah, yeah. Last year. Yeah, we had it like Shit. under stuff. We were. It was like under a blanket and everything. And I, I and, the, and that was already my first. Uh, convention i was already nervous about like setting stuff up and leaving it unattended and yeah. then that happened and then i was just i just went to like <laughs> overreactive mode just like oh god i take everything upstairs at night um wow. did did either of you play soul s-o-l-e not at the, not at magfest but i played it previously at like okay. uh, or something. Mm-hmm. i i like kind of sort of saw it uh while Miz was open and then um my i was hanging out with my writer the last night there it was like 3, 4 a.m. Um, and so Miz was obviously closed and all the lights were like most of the lights were off. Um, but the soul setup was left on overnight for anybody who wanted to play. And he oh, had yeah. like he had like a couch and, you know, stuff there. Um, and so we went over because she was like, I need to I don't know if you've seen this, but I need to show you this game. We went over and there was a couple chilling on the couch playing soul at four in the morning 
Jaw. And um it like experiencing it in that much low light with like nobody around. It was it was it was really, really cool. Sensory deprivation. Yeah. And then and so the next day when I was like saying bye to people, kind of hoarsely. Um bye. I was muting to people. Um we uh we ended up meeting the developer for it. And I was like, yeah, we were here at like 4 a.m. and people were still playing. He's like, yeah, I think I think people have been just sleeping on the couch overnight. But I mean, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I provide a service. He was like, he was like, yeah, um, somebody who slept here last night turned off the whole rig, which I'm not really mad about. But like, I just wish that they turned it back on when they left. <laughs> yeah. uh, the but he was he was a super cool dude. And do you know anything about Soul? You are the last uh like ball of light in the universe mm. and so it's a 3d low poly like really limited palette game yeah and you just roam around and light things up that's cool and it's it's like super zen it's very peaceful there's no timer there's no conflict there's no enemies there's nothing it's there's there's no input besides you just moving this ball of light around that's and cool. then you find like different puzzles and runes and if you like illuminate certain areas it'll like activate this pillar that'll shoot a beam of light into like a pantheon like way far away and you do a bunch of those and then you go to the pantheon and you know stuff like that but it it was really cool to experience that with almost nothing going on versus like just walking up to it in the middle of mivs full lights full volume right yeah that sounds cool um let me go over quickly what i've touched in the past couple weeks and then we can talk about <laughs> yeah we'll go quick yeah. we can just talk about uh labo yeah or labo because what was announced at the nintendo direct that isn't like already out uh world ends with you uh so hype final remix um hype is real is a sequel or no, it's, no, a it's, it's the same game wow that was the only thing Exciting. i didn't like about the direct was like every all these are games that are already yeah it's uh, okay. just a bunch of updates yeah. there's like a um, super mario odyssey uh uh update which is like they're like and adding, and then Luigi shows up on the screen. I'm like, oh shit, you finally play as Luigi. It's like Luigi's balloon world in some shitty mini game. I was like, <laughs> fuck you, god damn it. Yeah, yeah, that was rough. Um, but no, they, that um, Donkey Kong coming tomorrow in Rabbids. Payday Two is coming to Switch. Yeah. Okay. Celeste <laughs> is coming out. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Oh, and the fucking Donkey Kong Country funky mode. <laughs> The yeah. tropical freeze yeah, thing. Yeah, the easy mode. Yeah. Which was funny. Did you guys see that? Did you see no. that? No. So, so, Funky Kong. They're adding Funky Kong to Donkey Kong oh, Country, okay. tropical freeze, but, but he's easy mode. Yeah. yeah he, okay. He like, has extra jumps. He like doesn't get hurt by spikes. He's got a surfboard. He can basically like levitate on his surfboard. He like just twirls the surfboard under his feet and just can like levitate over pits. Uh, there's a funky mode where you don't have to play so hard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, but that's basically. That's good because that game was frustrating as so. hell. <laughs> I'm excited to play it. I never touched it. Um, but I want to play it's, it. It's yeah. a lot like Mario design that we were talking or like uh, Nintendo design. Right. Like it has that that frustration aspect. Got it. Uh, but it's cool. Um so the only thing I didn't bring up over the past couple of weeks, so I didn't know that David was a big Dreamcast guy. And so I made the mistake of playing a bunch of competitive Dreamcast games with him at the console free play at Ooh. Magfest. Yep. And so we played Virtua <laughs> Tennis and Power Stone. Ooh, Ooh Power Stone. Stone. Yeah, okay, yeah. Power Stone is pretty good. I've never played Power <laughs> Stone. If you before. know how to play Power Stone, you can like wipe people. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it was like it was like a rock, paper, scissors of like I could beat Ruthie and Ruthie could beat David and David could beat me. Oh, okay. But uh 
But yeah, Power Stone, the first time, like I've heard the name it's got in a whispers. Cult following. It's yeah. pretty cool. It's it's kind of upsetting that that Capcom doesn't have like a, a, a I don't know what you would call it. It's not a 3D fighter. It's like Smash a Smash Brothers kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was the bit was it was competing with Smash Brothers around the same time Melee came yeah. out and just didn't didn't find as much of the appeal. I think Smash Brothers had the star factor for one thing. Yeah. But uh but yeah, the, those are the main main things that I overlooked. Um I just want to say um Labo might be cool and all, but give me that Korg four player shit. <laughs> I don't Korg. I don't music. Korg, oh, oh the 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 yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, like cardboard's cool and cardboard can be worth 1.4 billion dollars to Nintendo's market cap, but give me that <laughs> Give me, give me that, that cork. Give me that cork shit. You yeah. make that music. Let me let me get on Switch with Momin okay. and Daniel Davis. But that that cardboard <laughs> shit piano. Up. Yeah, well, use the you cardboard can, piano yeah, with make music. the cork. I mean, that's fine. That's fine. We can we can pair it up. But yeah, actually, like export music from the cardboard that's, piano. That's though? okay. That's so the big question uh, from the cardboard piano. That's yeah. what I want. <laughs> Probably. I mean. Um. So my biggest question with Labo is it's it is Labo, right? Labo. 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 Um, libido, libido, Nintendo libido, Nintendo, oh libido. God. cardboard yeah. libido, um, Nintendo labia. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm pretty sure you could build that. Um, <laughs> oh no! Check out that's, my new that's toy what it con. Is, right? Technology, new technologies introduced. Somebody, that's what it's used for. Somebody <laughs> took a picture of uh, one of the like, la- or yeah, it was it was a switch on like this long cardboard box with two like handles and the bottom of the box is open and they were like somebody please send this to Nintendo. <laughs> oh I saw one they just had a cardboard box and then put this Joy-Cons on either side of it and then they drew Mother 3 on the top of the box wow. and they're just like is it working? <laughs> I, I I think my favorite comment I saw was like Nintendo's like we're going to have an announcement that's you know about a new series of games for kids and Nintendo fans go okay Nintendo, like, here's Lavo. And, like, Nintendo fans are like, what the fuck? This isn't Smash Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they framed it. When I saw it, it was, like, a new interactive experience. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. the fuck does yeah, that and mean? I was like, I, was like I don't know about this. And then I saw it, and I was like, I definitely don't know about this. N- and then... And the collective internet just went, huh. <laughs> right. Oh, I and, thought everyone was super hot on it. Yeah, so, so, so it's really interesting. I think it really depends on people's Twitters, because my roommate's entire twitter is like i don't know and my entire twitter is like give me all the shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> give, yeah. give me that 80 cardboard <laughs> give me that shit i'm gonna build that robot <laughs> i have definitely seen a lot of hype and i've seen a lot of like sure that's a yeah. Thing. yeah yeah i don't know. I, I i personally think it's cool i personally probably will not <laughs> that's where i'm faced with True. it at yeah. all um, so it's so, really cool i don't think i'm gonna buy my i wouldn't think i'm gonna buy it yeah, so so going back to my no, but you need to someone needs to buy the goddamn robot so we can all take turns doing <laughs> okay. the robot thing hold on someone's gonna pull that trigger let's be real we all know will's gonna buy it <laughs> you think yeah. so the robot does, it, does he even have a switch though he, he got yeah, one he got, for he his birthday oh, okay, okay will's gonna buy it um i don't know i feel like will's too cynical about games nowadays i feel like something something broke within william <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know. He he. Uh, he saw that Dark Souls remaster, and he was like, "I don't need another game for the rest of my life. I can poop and play Dark Souls." He, um, All my needs have been met. We've been we've been be talking remastered. about we've been talking about the the game he's working on a bunch lately. He just put in like mini map and stuff. It's pretty rad. Cool. Stoked to get uh his version three demo. But um, uh yeah. So I think. Labo could be really cool, but I'm very interested to see how modular it is. 
Yeah. And like, okay, this piano is cool. Can I make an 88 key piano? It needs to be, it needs to be like, you know, the Lego sets. And then on the back, it says like, oh, you can also make it into you can, these you other sets. You can also build these other things. Or like, like, can you, can you build your own shit and then like figure out a way to get the switch to interact with it properly? Right. Kind so of the, thing. These first few sets are definitely not like that. Right, right, right. For yeah. sure. But maybe in a year or two, a create, there might be set. some modular kind of thing. Well, I, I feel like if Labo takes off, Nintendo might be willing to say, hey, let's build some like create your own experience modular yeah. software thing. Like an engine, like a game engine. Yeah. Like, like, a, like a cardboard game, game like engine. Like Construct yeah, yeah. 3. Yeah. No, exactly. Like <laughs> well, a drag, like a. Like, yeah, dra- base drag and drop. Thing. Well, the, well, the, be freaking amazing. the software, that actually, yeah, that would be so rad. The software is pretty involved because there's like screenshots of like you can look at each individual step as you put it together, and then also it tells you like what each component does and how it interacts with the Joy-Con. Right. Which I feel like that's the most black magic there. It's like some of them I can look at. And I'm like, okay, I understand how like the Joy-Con comes into play here, like the camera one, yeah, or whatever, or the birdhouse maybe. But like, do you know how the piano works? No, I have no idea okay. how the fucking piano so, works. What I'm assuming is that they're using the IR on the left Joy-Con. Oh, they are. I did. I saw a cutaway. To, to watch the hammers come up. That's right. So it, the IR basically takes the place of the string and an right, actual right. piano. And the, even, I, I the key down makes... Yeah. I completely forgot that they had IR in those Joy-Cons. Yeah, it, only the left one. Oh. And the right one has a camera. So they use that for other things. Yep. The right one has a camera? Yeah. Really? I think so. Infrared on the bottom. But a camera. Mm-hmm. No, I think, it, I think it's like a... I mean, Full it's, video camera. So it, inside the Joy-Con itself, so. get your get your Joy-Con. I, no, okay, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Hang on, I've I've read up about this. The, okay, the red one, the right one, the red one, the red yeah. one. <laughs> you know which one Alex owns. All right. Anyway, um, has an infrared camera on the bottom. It has been alluded to in the past that it only takes black and white images, but it is it can constantly record if needed. Oh, okay. Damn. Yeah, they um, thought of everything. Yeah, so that's like why they're $70. Competent online mode. Well, there's there's a rock, paper, scissors demo that they did where like it detects what you're right. Holding. Yeah, um, so it's it's infrared and it's a camera. It, it, it captures both and it detects is, is shapes. It, is it a connect? They just put a little baby, it's basically a small connect. Baby yeah. connect. It's, it's kind of like a small, yeah. It's kind of like a small. They put the the iPhone X, the iPhone 10 well, housing unit thing. Someone noticed. Where's my bump? There, someone did like a frame by frame of like each of like the, the Labo projects because they go by really quick. One of them is a cardboard camera. No, yeah, that's what you're talking about. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With the Joy-Con stuck in the center. Of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Why? Well, but I thought it was just using the motion controls to like, oh, I'm gonna adjust the aperture, and it knows that because it's being rotated. Ah. Um, it could be, and then like, and then the other one's just the the shutter trigger. Right. I think it might actually be a digital camera. I don't know. Like, mm. you're gonna stick the tablet in the back of it. But it's like the Game Boy camera. It's like a sixty by sixty pixel. pixel. I, I don't know how the shot. Yeah, I don't know how the resolution's gonna be. <laughs> it might it's, not. It's even... actually it's a three D camera that only shoots in red. And so it's just ready to make. It's a, it's, it's a virtual, yeah, voice virtual, voice, virtual voice screenshot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's that's exactly. I'm on what board. It is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I want to try it out. I don't want to own it. Yeah, yeah. I think well, that's where I am right now. Too. So so I saw an article that people were like adults were just signing up for the hands on events, and Nintendo was like, "No, you have to bring kids here." What? <laughs> and people were like, "Wait, what?" 
I, I have to bring a kid to the hands-on of Where can I find a kid? Craigslist. Somebody give me Looking a kid. for a small child. <laughs> Looking for a small child to play with. Just put it out on Craigslist, so <laughs> you said. Yeah. yeah. If you need a kid, where, where else are you going to find a kid? Malls. Yeah, malls, it's, not like, it's not like people have Public them. schools. You just public, walk up and be like, private hey. schools? No. Hey, no, kid, okay. you mind come Those with me? Those aren't real kids, children. <laughs> hey, kid, you want to come play? Yeah, we're, we're going to do some video game shit. I don't know. You want to play with a box? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh, but the kid was so into the robot thing. I was like, "Fuck, man, I want that." And then you can draw on them. Yeah, the drawing turn, is pretty awesome. Turn to Optimus Prime. It's weird though because it has like a little visor thing for the robot that you put like, down. For what the hell is that for? For a hot second, I thought I was like, "Wait, are we getting into VR shit too? Yeah. Like, what's going on?" Yeah, I saw that bit, and I'm like, "Is it just like cardboard glasses? Yeah, like, just, there's just a big cutout in the front." That yeah, seems... You gotta you gotta frame your eyes. Actually, like I you're w- in an actual. I wonder. Jaeger. I wonder if the switch could work like Google Cardboard. Uh, I'd say probably. I, I, I mean, it's just not strong enough. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the resolution's high enough. Oh yeah, it's like it's like 720, right? I think it's I think it's one step above that. I don't I think, think it's, it's 760. Capable of 1080, but most games render yeah. at 720. I can't imagine VR going any higher than that either. So yeah, well, but yeah. So so how's how's the rooms feeling? Only okay about. Labo, I, I, it's a great. I want to see what comes next. Uh, that's yeah, funny because I thought everyone's gonna be like, "Fuck yeah, let's get us some motherfucking cardboard." Yeah. Nah, it's a great I, idea, but I'm not gonna spend eighty. I, I want to keep my eye on it. I want to see how it develops. Exactly. Which is eighty bucks separate from the game, right? No, that's with the game. Yeah. It's, it's with the okay, game, but okay. that's only the the the. So the starter pack is seventy. So the there's starter a, pack is everything but the robot. No, there's two starter packs. The, oh no, I think it's starter. I think it's pack the, is everything but the robot. Robots, one whole thing. No, but this, the robot thing is also comes with the game, right? Yeah. yeah. So the, they're but, both starter packs. Okay, but there's well, okay, the robot sure. pack, there's and then, the then, robot there's the pack and then there's the everything yeah. else, the pack. everything pack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But, okay. So aren't there three though? No. Isn't there uh, a only seventy, a hundred, and a one fifty? No, no, I only saw two. Seventy and eighty. That might be bundles that you're thinking of. Okay, because I I feel like there was there was a one eighty that was just all of everything. No, that's what as, it costs to single, buy both. No, it's one sixty to buy both. Yeah, if you, it'll be yeah one sixty or one fifty. Yeah. How do they and how? Do, okay, it's on the website. All right, all right. I'll check it. Out. I have I have multiple questions. Maybe. Number one, what's the Labo Smash character look like? Number two, what's, it's gonna be that cardboard cutout dude that was just with the Joy-Con <laughs> yes, in the back. Joy-Con. That would be an awesome character. It would just like change. Uh, I was thinking every punch uh, would be like. I was thinking of Mr. Game and Watch reskin. I think my favorite, uh, uh, what was it, Smash Brothers character appeal I've seen in like the recent week, someone drew up like make this guy the next Smash character, and it was reckless uh, Wii U without motion strap man, <laughs> like, from every single Wii manual from like the, shooting shooting uh, the Wii. Yeah. You, know, you know how it, like it's just a blue silhouette with like uh, the effects like yeah looking like smashing he's and smashing things yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like whapping a guy in the back of the head. That's my favorite one. He's just like oh. And up B is just like he spins so fast he forms a tornado <laughs> and rises into the air. <laughs> Uh, someone uh, Adam Saltzman was talking about because Night in the Woods is coming to Switch and they're just Ooh, like yeah, oh yeah, yeah put that. May in Smash, in Smash. <laughs> and he's just like it's just a Ness reskin let's do this <laughs> I have the move set right here um, yeah so I watched my roommate play some of Night in the Woods it looked fun uh, I was gonna play some at GDC last year and then I got distracted by no 
Uh, I did watch like an hour of it, but it wasn't Night in the Woods. It was the little mini game inside her, her laptop that I oh. watched, that oh, I watched yeah. an hour of. That's funny. Um, which is also super cool. Um, but yeah, now that it's now that it's coming to Switch, I'm probably going to pick it up day one. Pretty much uh, anything that I buy now is going to be on Switch. <laughs> yeah. If, if it can be. It's really looking that way. Yeah. It's, it's just so... Like, I, I still love playing games on PS4. I still love PS4 controllers, but there's just something about that like it's not even that i necessarily need to use the portability it's that i have the option yeah and and that changes like everything yeah it's about gaming on the toilet mm-hmm. yep 100 percent, completely yeah uh all right well thank you guys i think it's a good place to wrap up yeah sure we could wrap it up with Game, gaming, gaming on, the, on toilet. the toilet yeah uh alex mm-hmm. welcome back <laughs> Welcome to 2018. Oh, thank you. Thank you excited you. to be here? Uh, yeah, more or less. Another year. Our, you got to build that next top ten list. Uh, Mankind divided now. Mankind divided. Mankind divided. Power um, Stone. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, does the DLC for Breath of the Wild count as a new entry? Uh, would it, no. would it make the no. list? <laughs> no. We're gonna say no. Police, police trainer arcade game. I feel oh, like yeah. that's on my For sure. list. Yeah, you guys oh, really? playing at Circuit last night, right? Yeah, yeah. that game's freaking interesting. Awesome. Is that a light gun game? Yeah. Yes. It's like okay. the, it is like yeah. the light gun game. It was one of the first. All right. Well, Time Crisis is the light gun game. Right. Okay. Yeah. All that, I'd, never, I'd never heard of it. That that okay. Time Crisis is iconic, but like Police Trainer is the one that is in every single bowling alley, skating rink, and I've Walmart. I've never seen. I've never seen that game sure? in my life. I, I am sure. sure I not think seen, of Area Fifty One. I feel like okay. That's I think that's by the same studio. They oh, were okay. just like they made them. Oh, so, so is it FMV? They made them just like so cheaply yeah. and so like the it's literally the simplest light gun setup you could possibly have that they're just ubiquitous. I've seen them everywhere. What's that other time crisis spinoff where you don't have you have like a, a UMP instead of a pistol? I saw it at Magfest and this guy's just like like fucking yeah, Rambo standing in front of the thing. Yeah, what it was called? Oh uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. know. Called Time Something. Huh. Time Something. Time Splitters. That, that's I, it. Time splitters. Not no. No. Game. no, you're exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But I miss time right. splitters. Alex, yep. where can people find you? You can find me at the Twitters, uh, G H O D A N underscore or Brandier Games is another way that you can find me pretty easily. You go on that search bar, you click it, type those things in. I'm 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 findable. Braindeer Games. Yeah. At Braindeer Games. Yeah. Justin. Dylan. How are you feeling? Feeling pretty good. Feeling good. They have your voice. Yeah, yeah. You're done, nice you're, done, you're done little mermaiding it up at the convention <laughs> oh circuit. Ursula's a bitch, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can sing again. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at jmitchell1628 or loreweaverCW or loreweaver.io. In a moment. Um, Where can people find you? Twitter, like everyone else. Yeah. At Fool Moron. Fool Moron. Oh, all one word. Uh-huh. And then you can check out at Root, R-O-O-T, 76 Games. as well. And there's a beta now. There's For a beta. Clash Cup Turbo. Clash Cup. Yeah. Finally. Launched the beta. Dudes. The beta, it's basically, it's it's the MAGFest build. Well, I mean, that's a, that's a done game. <laughs> yeah, but don't well, open up multiple occurrences of it. You might crash right? it. Hey, yeah, no, no, also, wait, yeah. I fixed, I fixed that. that Let's, okay. Oh, okay. Man, that sucked. But... <laughs> Didn't know you need to. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that was like one in a million. But anyway, 
Yeah, so it's a closed beta right now, but if you go on our Twitter, you can sign up. Yeah. For, e- for email. Submit your email. Then, uh, Sweet. We'll send it out next week or something. And this is just for bug testing or feedback? Or... Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, because it is, mo- it's like playable. It's like, right, yeah. So mm-hmm. if you just want to play it now and you're fine with some bugs, then yeah, you can just get your hands on it. But yeah, it's feedback, bug testing, stuff like that. Sweet. Sweet. And then when we do the online mode, that's going to be a lot of testing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. And you can find this podcast and all of our other podcasts at ward-games.com forward slash podcasts, ward-games.com forward slash games for all of our games, or on Twitter at Ward Video Games or on Facebook at Ward Games. Leave us a review, like and subscribe, yada, 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 whatever else they put out on the end of these things. Um, thank you guys so much. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, Thanks for having us. I'm so excited to be back and done with traveling. Until for two months, till GDC, and yeah. no, fuck, we're going to playthrough next month. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, we're going to Raleigh. I'm probably going to be that's, there. That's that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm excited for that. I like those guys. Those are good guys. Uh, but yeah, until next time, gentlemen. Yeah. Peace. Peace. Yeah. Bye.